1: could the
2: post. welcome to the boss hog liberty podcast this is episode number 113 of favorite Podcast. i'm jeremiah Morrill. today i'm going to be joined by dakota davis and some special
3: guests that's right we have three guests in the in the house today and we are going to be talking to all three of them about the big race coming up this this monday sunday well god I Sun- hope yeah, it's not monday s- not monday it's sunday uh the indy 500 in indianapolis uh So we have a few connoisseurs in the house. We even have a a yellow shirt in the house. Somebody from the inside of the track talking to us today on our show, The Boss Hog of Liberty. Uh, Make sure you stick around to the end because
2: we are going to be handing out our own predictions of who will win the race. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll just make you laugh. Hopefully you will always learn something new like Dakota's finally going to learn to appreciate the Indianapolis 500. This is not going to be the uh, the hour hour and a half of pure torture that it was last year. You guys tried You're, last year. You had sk- committed to something last it. year and then <laughs> and and you shame you shamefully didn't go. That, yes, that's correct. Now, the word on the street is producer Guffey has an extra ticket and he's still looking he for you to to join him. I think Chris has got this. He's got it. He can handle it. <laughs>
4: If not, I'm gonna have a seat beside me that I can stretch out in. <laughs> <He's> gonna...
5: <laughs> yeah, you'll have a you'll have a seat for your cooler, or a drunk person can slowly move into as the race goes on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> defend, defend your territory, man. All right, so we do want to thank everybody that uh, that helps us out on the Patreon side. Chris Bilbrey, Brandt Spicer, Christy Avery, John Phillips, Craig Decosta. Those guys all contribute at $50 or more a month, and we appreciate that very much. If you do join the Patreon, you get uh, special bonus content. We just recorded about uh, 15 minutes explaining, explaining why you don't get a live video tonight. And instead, you get a beautiful high definition video posted later. And, uh, uh, there's nothing live right now because, uh, oh. we're pretty well working on dial up internet around this place. <laughs> 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 it's the, uh, we're on net zero, I think, right now. It's pretty much mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, so join the, join the Patreon, boss, uh, patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty at any level. And, uh, and you get to, uh, to hear the inside story. And you also get into a cool Facebook group where you get the show notes in advance and other, uh, other bonus content. It's, uh, we don't promise anything, but we over deliver and there's always something, mm-hmm. always something
3: always under promise and over deliver. Uh, if you don't want to join the Patreon, then you can still support the show in many different ways. We have an Amazon wish list that contains all of the equipment upgrades that we are wanting to get for the show. Uh, if, Awesome people have popped on there and they have bought us stuff, sent us stuff. And uh, pretty much that's how our entire operation has been furnished. So thank you to everyone that gets on there. We also have merchandise stores at tchip.com slash B-H-O-L-1, 2, and 3. And then we do have a GoFundMe going right now for the, uh, some more equipment upgrades. We were wanting to get three different cameras so that we can change up our entire live stream, uh, platform and it can be very professionally produced and the fine be better Mevo keep
2: accelerating that uh, they do <laughs> accelerating yeah. that on the docket all right so with us right now at the table we have uh, we have room for four so uh, we're gonna have uh for just a minute we're gonna have matt is it pfeiffer pfeiffer. pfeiffer pfeiffer yeah matt pfeiffer is with us uh, and Zach Burcham is here as well, the uh, Patreon member and Indy 500 uh, expert. And then uh, we'll be joined in a few moments uh, by Mike McCown again, who you heard from last year, uh, photographer and old timer at the track and uh, very, very knowledgeable. But uh, since Matt's going to be the one that will cycle out and has, uh, has somewhere else to go here in a little while, we're going to talk to you. You are wearing a very, very bright shirt today. What's that all about? Um, well, it's actually quite
6: stunning. You know, everybody sees me and they're like, "Oh, it's a yellow shirt." So, so it's a good experience. I work at the track. Um, they put me anywhere they decide to each day. You know, I never know in advance usually. Um, every day, you can be in the, the garage areas. You could be out doing parking. Uh, you could be up in the suites uh, helping the mayor out and uh, the really important people that that come to the track every every day. Um, then they got me on like questions and answers. So it's really, uh, an experience. It's through a college. Um, so it's a college internship. So they, uh, they rotate you out to each spot. Um, so, you're- so you get.
2: Ball State student right now, correct. and you're in a college internship mm-hmm. program yes. with the track. Yes, correct. So they've got you. The yellow shirts for f- folks that don't know or aren't in the area. The yellow shirts are the people with the whistles at the track. Yep, yep. Uh, Unfortunately,
6: <laughs> I think I might need to buy my own because I've been doing parking a lot lately, and people just aren't
2: listening to me. So, so they don't think, they don't furnish you a whistle. Not me. The
6: important people they do, but you know, I was unfortunate. They haven't they haven't given one out to me yet. So uh, they'll probably uh, think I'm afraid to lose it or something. I don't know. These
3: young kids—that's a, kids. a sad. The old timers
6: get it. Yeah, the old timers get it. You know, I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> Got to earn. Got
2: to earn some respect. Yeah, you, gotta, yes, for you I think whistle. that's what it is. I <laughs> think that that's what it is. Maybe I, it's a two-year thing. At a racetrack, a rookie wears a yellow stripe. But since you're on the safety patrol, wearing the yellow, I don't know if they—do they put another stripe on there to show that you're first year?
6: Um, no, no. So I—I I know it's it's hat coated. <laughs> so like brown hats, uh, white hats, and then yellow hats. So um, usually I see the white hats and yellow hats with more of the the whistles versus
2: the brown hats. So. So, the brown hat is a first year guy. Mm, yes. A yellow hat yeah, is like the a, most simple guy on the totem pole. A, so, a yellow guy knew Mr. Holman or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, brown is a pretty boring color. It is. So it is super boring. You need know, to get one of those cool
5: safari hats that they have. We've seen the yellow shirts with the, they have like these hard safari hats. They're like this big in there. Hopefully. No.
3: I, I like, I've seen a few people on the track wearing something like that. I have a twenty-inch
2: brimmed straw hat. Okay, I can let you borrow. <laughs> okay, you know what? I might
6: need that. You know, this, this Friday is supposed to be eighty degree, eighty-nine degrees. So, so you've worked uh, out
2: there. I, I saw you the day of the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You were uh, you were working pit road security yes. or garage security. Yes, yes, correct. And That's you right. you interacted with one of the drivers.
6: Yes, yes, Pippa Man. Yep, yep. She uh, was not happy with me after I uh, interacted <laughs> with her. You know, I uh, I don't. Give no favors and uh, they told me to check every bag. So I was like, ma'am, can I check your bag? You know, she was wearing these expensive clothes. She wasn't wearing a driver's uniform. I had no idea who she
3: was. And she's like, I'm a driver. And I was like,
6: ma'am,
2: can I check your bag? I, d- <laughs> like, I, drove, I, don't care. I drove here. I drove here too. Let me look at yeah. your cooler. Yeah. Yep, I'm so. a driver.
3: Yeah. And I'm yeah. the Pope. Come yep. on, lady. Let me see the bag.
5: There's a yep, the guy that yep, always yep, watches was- Gasoline Alley and there's keep people behind the lines because that's where the cars roll through. And this guy just yells behind the line. And I'll sit there and watch him on carb day for like an hour because it's just hilarious. <laughs> and he was yelling at a woman to get behind the line. And she looked at him and was like, that's actually Judd. And she was at the time married to Dario Franchitti. Yeah, the three-time and, winner. Yeah, three-time winner. And, was, and she doesn't have to get behind the line. And somebody said, you know who that is? And he's just laughing at himself. But, yeah, he was yelling at the wrong person. So
2: <laughs> That's got to be embarrassing. She's, she's, she's staff. I, they'll yell at anybody. They'll yell at Mike Pence, Greg Pence. They, it doesn't they matter. Don't care. You know? Doug Bowles will probably yell that out yeah. there. Policy
6: is policy. So yeah. yeah, he's always busy. It's, it's a great experience because you get to go behind the scenes where nobody else does. Um, so you can go up to pit row. You don't need one of the yellow passes
3: and garages. Uh, you can
6: pretty much go wherever you can just go on the road. Uh, huh? Yes. Yes. Do
3: you have a good cop voice figured out? Like, listen, sir, I don't make the rules. I'm just enforcing. <laughs>
6: well, it. you know, I've only had to use that a few times, so I, I don't bring it out too many times. Um, Just because I'm afraid
2: that, you know, Doug Bowles might find out. (laughs) Give me the boot. (laughs) He's the the president of the track. Yes, correct. So have you... uh... Have you enjoyed it? Has been a good experience? You, it has been. It's a learning experience, yeah. Did you know anything about the track before you, you got into this? Thing? I've never been to the track before. So this is my first
6: year, uh, first experience. A big track, very giant. Um, there's still places I didn't
2: even know existed. Uh, you know there's a golf course there, right? Yes,
6: yes, on the far side of the track. But uh, I just learned a few days ago that there's a there's a place underneath the uh, pagoda where they take like important people. They drive up to there so the people can get out so the public doesn't have to see him. I had no idea that little, that little garage area existed where you can just... Uh, pull a van in real fast. So if it we went there out. then
3: we would we would probably need to use that if spot. If you're probably really, you know you guys are really important. If so. you're
2: really, really important, they like when the vice president came to the race last year, he just stayed in turn two the whole time in the VIP suites. They, okay. They landed him out at the uh um out on the golf course in the helicopter mm-hmm. and then he went in the suites. So he and then he I think he made a lap around the track. That is my very important. Part yes. 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 Yeah. Very important. Yeah, <laughs> but it sounds like it. it yeah. sounds
6: like it. I haven't ventured too much out in turn two. I've only been uh, like turn three and four and one. Um, I haven't ventured out too far. That. So do you have an way, expectation though. where you'll be on race day yet? No, I have no, they, it's, it's, I have to be there at 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, so I'm really just praying it's somewhere out of the sun and uh, somewhere nice. So, I hope, I
2: hope you get to hang out in turn three
6: and yes. really, and really meet the people.
2: I don't uh, know. Turn three. I don't know. I'm, I'm
6: turn interested three, in Enfield. carb day too. You know, they, uh, told me that's, the, that's a big event. So you're walking car- over drunks and they're sleeping all over the car, the concrete. So car- you know?
2: carb day, you'll have about 85 to 100,000 people out there. And yeah. then on race day, you'll have about 250.
5: 000. The advantage to carb day is that there's race people and then there's the drunk party people and they're not really there at the same time. The race people leave. They'll pass yeah. each other in the <laughs> bubbles on the way Race through. day. Everybody's day. together. Yep. 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 So I'm we excited. All, we all get along. Yep. All right. So that's cool.
2: That's that's very exciting. I just wanted Since you're a yellow shirt, I thought this was a good time of to course, bring you on. Of course. Yeah. But you've also been working on a charity that you've you've helped. Uh, you've been a spokesperson for. You were on Wish TV Channel 8 the other day. Of course. Yeah. And you're going to do a long-form conversation with our friend Chris Bilbrey tomorrow evening, Wednesday, with uh, with him on the uh Perception is Perception reality. Perception is reality yes, podcast, Correct. yes. Correct. Uh, telling your story in, in foster care but basically right now you're raising awareness in the foster care system yes yeah, So right?
6: the month of May is foster child awareness um, so I've been an advocate for foster kids for the past roughly five years um, and then here this year we were me and some other foster youth advocates in the state we were like what can we do to to raise awareness in the state so um, the month of may being foster child awareness month we uh, we came up with a list of like uh, 15 different challenges and then we narrowed it down to, to just one
2: um, it's I recall you said that you might have participated in this challenge i did so the lovely sarah Morrill and i have uh have put together two outfits and your goal is is you want to get shoes pants shirt everything for ten dollars or less yes yes correct and and we did barely scrape by but we may have and i think this stuff's okay and we're going to give it to you and we send it away um and you can take a picture if you want to and Mm. use it for the use it for the awareness of course we may have sacrificed fashion just slightly okay Okay. all right (laughs) but Sarah, Sarah says she didn't sacrifice fashion. Did I, I did make some sacrifices to make it happen. But okay, uh, but I, I think it'll work. So Sarah's going to dig around the bag here. Uh, if you're a podcast listener, of course, uh, you can come back and find the video that's posted later. Uh, found a pair of pants. We did get some pants. We did get pants. Okay, And they're, they're not ripped. They're all of... They're drab green. Good, good. Very, very... Uh, so those are job interview pants. Those are... So, yes, definitely. You can, you can blend into nature with those things. You go hunting in them. You, you can do anything. And you blend in. Yeah. It uh, is the sticker. Yeah, two dollars and twenty five cents. Two and a quarter. Yeah, they said. were four forty nine, and they were black. Black color of the week at the Goodwill was black. Ah, so okay. Nice. Was, all right. That was that. So we'll start. Uh, we'll start a stack in front of Matt here. Perhaps. So Sarah's still digging around here. We should have worn these clothes. We should have like did a fashion yeah. show. Sarah oh, wanted. No, Sarah wanted exciting. to wear them all, and I. <laughs> I don't know. So I. This is a, a hoodie that I found. Um, exactly. This is the sacri- the fashion sacrifice. It's, oh, okay. It's a, it's a all right hoodie. It's brown with pink lettering, and that's that says for you, San Francisco. Right? It's for whomever wants okay. to wear it. All right, yeah. all right. But uh, yeah, it would work. I mean, theoretically, I wouldn't have shame in wearing it. Okay, all right. Uh, I you wear listen. I wear a lot of hoodies. Roman wear pink. That's right? just regular street wear.
3: We did have the job interview pants, but that's not
2: a job interview mm. sweatshirt. It depends on the job you want.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true.
2: I I visited San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, and I'm telling you that that would be a very appropriate thing to wear they because it is would. cold. They just got some snow you, too. You I need think. a hoodie, what? And then some shoes. Uh, they're Nikes, and uh they're uh they're they're functional. Okay, so great, great. So cool. They're they're good summertime shoes. So we got those. So great, great. And Do you know how we much have, this one spent? We spent uh, ten dollars. Ten dollars exactly. Yeah, right. $10. Or just under. Less. Okay. I beat the number. Okay, great. I probably could have sprung for a not pink shirt. Great, great. But but it'll all wear. <laughs> <laughs> and now Sarah's digging uh, around. You found what is this? This is a flannel shirt. She has a, a button-down flannel, black and white checkered yeah. sure. Uh, I'd wear that. Size XL, uh, four ninety-nine or four forty-nine, but it was black, so two fifty or so. Doing a quarter. And she's still digging. Another pair of pants. These are gray denim. Those look like dress pants, too, you know. Interview.
3: Yeah.
2: See, Sarah's got an actual job interview outfit. Okay. Yes,
6: definitely. These are
2: for teenagers, though. The goal is a teenager. I'm pretty sure that. Teenagers can work, Jeremy. I'm pretty sure that Mike would hire somebody for his, his work crew over here wearing what I dressed him in. I think that's a. Somebody could go to work. Doesn't have to be business business professional, but I think they could work for Mike. And then uh, some some shoes. So, and what was the oh, uh, what was yeah. the grand total for your, for your deal, Sarah?
0: Well, the shoes were kind of under debate. I think we got charged double for the shoes because oh, they were supposed geez. to be color of the week as well. So, the total for the outfit should be two fifty, three fifty. So that's six seven dollars, and then so like nine twenty five.
2: Not bad. There
5: you not go. Not bad. Okay. We we
2: made it happen. We got there. Great, great. The but
5: the thing was, is,
6: now you don't have any socks for this for no this interview. No there are there no are, are no socks. Yep, no undergarments. Socks, so True. True. So that, and that was the, the point of the challenge is, uh, not, you can't spend a lot on $10. And, uh, sometimes that's all foster kids have to spend. So we're trying to raise awareness, um, get you guys in our shoes for, for a day. You know, uh, I spend a lot of time in the foster care system. So a lot of people, um, they don't get that experience. So, so that was, that was our goal in making this challenge is just, uh, getting the challenge for a day. Um, or the challenge was, uh, accept the challenge of buying, spending $10 of clothes at Goodwill or donating, uh, like $6 to an organization called Um Uh, For $6, you can buy a duffel bag of foster kid. Um, So I moved around eight foster homes in two years. And uh, DCS would show up with trash bags. So uh, you put all your things in trash bags, and it makes you feel worthless as a kid. So um, the campaign was um, either accept the challenge
2: or donate money to an organization. So we'll we'll take the picture. uh, Hashtag in their shoes Mm -hmm. is uh, is what we're doing. And we'll provide all the information in the the show notes if people want to participate and follow up. Great, great. I appreciate you accepting it. So it's awesome. Thanks. Very cool. We're glad to have you on, man. Yep, and then uh, I know you've got an interesting story, and people can watch the uh, "Perception is Reality" podcast uh, yes. later this week. Yep, definitely awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, yep. man. Thanks, man. All right. So now we will uh, we will do a little flying lead change here, and we will bring in Mike McCown. Uh Mike is the uh, Mike. Mike looks like he works for Team Andretti today.
7: No, now, no, you're, no, no.
2: You're the old timer at the track. You, I assume you were on Andretti's pit crew uh, with Granatelli.
7: Uh no, no. I wasn't. Did you go to that race? I I was uh with Newman Haas in the early nineties and and uh, had Nigel and On the Texaco
2: Havoline team. Yeah,
7: the Texaco Havoline, and Paul Newman and K Yeah, it was a great thing. Dirt Devil, we had a bunch of them.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, they had was oh, a fun it was a good it was a one of those cars sitting in the museum right now. Absolutely. Very cool. All I
7: right number six.
3: So I can get us started here. McLaren misses race.
2: Yes. Do you know what McLaren is? We'll start with that. <laughs> uh, Going to go with a driver. No. Type of car. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, well, yes. McLaren team. McLaren was a driver. Bruce McLaren. It's all his doing 40 years ago, 45 years ago. A guy named Bruce McLaren started, started the company, started a race team. Uh he never qualified for Indianapolis, but he did practice there. He was a Formula One driver and he wound up losing his life. Um but uh since then his team has gone on and became an absolute powerhouse in Formula One. Which is the IndyCar is the American open-wheel series that travels our, our circuit and has the Indy 500 as its crown jewel. Formula One has road races or street races all over the world. So they'll have the American Grand Prix, the Italian Grand Prix, so on and so forth.
7: It's undoubtedly the wealthiest team in all of auto sports. Yes. People
2: joked that McLaren had more money in their hospitality than some of the teams that made the race had for their entire budget, just for their entertainment. They, They are hundreds of millions of dollars a year in expenditures for their F1 team. So... They came with a guy named Fernando Alonso, who is a two-time world champion. And two years ago, they had an alliance where they had an Andretti, uh, an Andretti car that was badged as McLaren, and they qualified in the fast nine. Fernando Alonso led a big portion of the race, and Lewis Hamilton, the Formula One driver, said, "Indy cars easy. Anybody can do this, right?" And then, Zach, you you were you were observing throughout the month of May, and I, I think by. Tuesday, I think Tuesday this week or last week, maybe Wednesday. I think I had a tweet read on the Trackside Podcast or the Trackside Show saying, "Starting to get nervous," and you
5: could kind of see this coming. Yeah, I even went to the open test in April, the Oval test, and they had issues there. They it took him. I don't think he didn't get out to the very end of the day, and they didn't know what the problem was. So some electrical issue. He got out to about halfway through one turn, and the car just died. So, yeah, they were having issues.
7: Well, full disclosure, they spent almost three weeks trying to get the color of the car, right? <laughs> so that's the, the,
2: the that's what's come out in the last... About 4 o'clock on Monday afternoon uh, in the fallout of this team missing the race. They had the 34th fastest time. The top 33 make the race. Um, there was a story by Jenna Fryer of the Associated Press that was as damning as anything I have ever seen in, in print. And it was all coming from... The guy that runs or is in charge of McLaren, a guy named Zach Brown, who's from Indianapolis. Um and basically it was like a list of the comedy of errors of everything that went terribly wrong.
5: And it was a long it was it's not only like a long list, a dumbfounding list of things that they forgot to do or didn't do or screwed up on.
2: So the first thing on the list of, of, of stuff that they screwed up is they didn't have a
7: steering wheel, Mike. They had a steering wheel, they didn't have the proper steering wheel.
5: Like, the the initial report was yeah they didn't have one and Zach Brown had to track one down from Cosworth like a week before the Texas test and this is a company that would for the Formula One race make their own steering wheel yeah
2: and from and, scratch and you could actually make your own I think you had you could make do whatever you
5: wanted to oh, you just had, had to wheel. have with the Cosworth electronics in it other than that you could do whatever you wanted yeah it could have it could just be
2: an emoji with with Cosworth electronics in it if you wanted to uh and then uh, other things that. The other horrifying thing, or one of the other horrifying things, they borrowed a setup on qualifying, the second day of qualifying, and it apparently came over from Team Penske, and it came in imperial numbers, and they're a European team, so it was all in metric. So they screwed it up, and then they, they went out, and the car is dragging.
7: Like, it was throwing flames something. out the back from, yeah. from the skid plates hitting.
2: Thing is bottoming out, Dakota. <laughs> And that happens sometimes, like at 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 a real high speed banked oval, like Texas or, or somewhere along those lines, on a fuel, full fuel tank run, that can happen.
5: But this was far beyond anything. They, that's they stick okay. just enough gas in the car for a qualification run to go, whatever, thirteen miles, or whatever, to get the warm up laps and then get the four laps in. And they were late getting out when they found out that the car was.
2: Yeah, they didn't know what time practice was. Apparently, yeah. they screwed up the time <laughs> practice was. And this is literally the most advanced It's because they're spent mo-
3: so much money partying.
2: Oh, it was ugly. They the- had they had all kinds of names associated with the team, but it didn't seem like they ever had their act together with with staff and knowing what was going on. They had Jill DeFerran, who had a title who was a former Indy five hundred winner. Uh they had Bob, I don't remember the guy's name now. Uh Lee. Uh, Bob, bobby newport bobby newport who uh, ran force india the f1 team and they wound up he was in charge. he was like above jill de And jill was manager of something and then this guy was in charge of all of the making the trains run on time essentially
7: sunday uh, morning when i saw zach and they were not happy people trying to get ready to go out to qualify um i saw scott goodyear johnny rutherford who else was Scott
2: there? Scott Goodyear was spotting for them. Johnny yeah. Rutherford was in the Allensworth Junior role of team cheerleader. Yeah, he's kind of affiliated. Um,
7: they had a lot of power in that room to not make it.
2: They had Andy Brown, who was an 8500 500 winning engineer for a number of teams for Ganassi and, and others before that. Um, lots and lots of people that should have that should have been able to put together it didn't happen. Uh, and then they built two cars. They had an alliance with a team called Carlin Racing, that's a very new team that's based in Europe. Um, a well-established
5: car- European team, though. Their big feeder series. Yes. Car-
2: the Carlin way. built them a car, and they built their own car. Uh, they had a crash earlier in the week. So the McLaren-prepared car got
5: crashed. They wanted to use the Carlin-prepared car, but it was the wrong color, Zach? Yeah, apparently it was the wrong color. They knew it was the wrong color when they – text. They ran that car in Texas for the – So a month and a half before, and they knew it was the wrong color then. And so apparently it was just sitting at a paint shop 30 minutes from the track. The tub was – And they decide, oh, well, we need to make it the right color. And they took a whole day of practice, which was... You only have four days to practice before qualifying. They they took 25% of their practice time to make sure the car car. was the right color. After they lost most of the day before with the car being torn apart. yeah.
7: And full disclosure, Carlin had four cars there and only one of them got in the show. Yeah. So the alliance was no way near what it was when it was with Andretti Autosport, Um, you know, and there was obviously a huge problem. Well,
5: depending on who you talk to, they weren't actually getting anything from Carlin. They would actually, people would say, well, are you going to lean on Carlin? I'm like, no, we're going to do this on our own. We're doing our own. And the only help they were supposed to be getting from Carlin was like logistical support. Like these are the things you need, maybe like a steering wheel, but that didn't work out for them. <laughs> but it was like Carlin put a car together and said, this is the this is what you need to buy. I know one of the issues that people have with IndyCar is that the, you don't just buy a car and here's a car delivered to you rolling. It's You're okay, here, a tub, you are given a tub, and then you, and you have a, to go buy your go make your dampers or buy them from somebody here. Go buy your uprights here. Go buy your rims, your brakes, all that stuff is all pieced together, and you have to figure out who to call. And so they were probably getting that kind of logistical support from Carlin, but they weren't supposed to be getting like setup information from them because um, they were supposed to be doing it on their own. But and that was the the a
2: part of the goal that Mc, the team McLaren had was they were going to build over time. They, they didn't really expect to be at the absolute stud level of Roger Penske or Andretti or Ganassi this year, but they expected to be competent uh, and they, they just weren't. So there were lots and lots of signs and uh, the way qualifying worked at the speedway this year, where you had, you had Saturday was the first 30 positions in the race were filled. So if you got in the top 30, 30 fastest times you were in uh, and then the following day you would have, six car the remaining six cars or entries that showed up would have would have to go for three spots
7: one time only
2: and you get one run yeah so it was do or die you had to you had to perform uh and there were so we've talked about this mclaren team this massive budget huge huge team dakota uh and there were three teams that that were like complete and utter underdogs that made it uh Clausen Marshall, which is a USAC-based team, which is the open-wheel local series, travels around the Midwest, very much like the, the highest-end, top-performing team in that series. Uh, but they qualified 30th. They had never run before. They had a technical alliance with another team that was on the back end of the field with the, with the Foyt team. Uh, with the driver who missed the race the year before, Pippa Mann. Who, who uh, if you were uh, were listening a minute ago, you heard Pippa's Pippa's voice from uh, or Pippa's name from uh, from Matt. Um, they made the race and got thirtieth spot. So they ran faster on the first day and were locked in. Good in to full
7: go. disclosure: from the day she missed the Indianapolis Five Hundred, I don't think there was a day that went out that she didn't have a social media post trying to she- get back
5: is a great asset to the sport. She's a great social media. She's great with fans. I really not with yellow shirts, searching her bags, but (laughs) like she's, if you bump into her, she'll, she'll post up on Twitter. when she's at the track, I've got 10 minutes, meet me at the fence and she'll go out to the fence and sign autographs. And she's really popular. So uh, it was good to see her out there and doing well. But yeah, that's a small team. It was the first time they'd done it. It's it's their first race. Yeah. So
2: a year ago, uh, she was in tears Crying that she, you know, in in just ab, absolute dejection that she missed her car just didn't have the speed. And this year she's crying on on TV in joy. Uh, another tiny, tiny little team, company, a group called Dragon Speed. Who I'm I'm
5: guessing that most people don't even that know who car they are. Is cool or it,
2: what? It's like Can Evil. Absolutely. The, they
5: even they even stick the advanced frontal protection device. There's a thing that's right in front of the driver to keep some... Hopefully, from taking that thing they had, When they roll that car in out of the garage area, they stick an evil Knievel bobblehead on top of it, so it's bobbleheading through the gasoline alley. So yeah, they're there.
2: evil evil nice, yeah.
7: nice job, nice job.
2: So he's about a thirty-five-year-old guy who. Uh, um, he's, for he's they're a European racing team. They're, they do the the WEC, which is the uh, World Endurance Championship. World Endurance Championship. They're so they're an established team over there, but they they just started with IndyCars cars this year. I think this is their third race, maybe second or third yeah. race. Um, they had trouble because they're based in Europe. They couldn't get their crew over here. Only about four guys that are associated with team actually made it to the United States. And everybody else has been a ragtag group of people that picked up over here. Um, and they, they made the race. They picked up
7: some guys. They, they made the race. They picked up some guys, yes.
2: So they found the speed. Same Chevrolet engine that uh, the McLaren had. And no technical alliance. And no, no help, no no help whatsoever. Yeah. They were. You looked at the list of 36 cars, and you know the three were going home. And I would say damn near everybody said, yeah, heard, this, heard, this group's not going to make
5: it. I heard multiple interviews with their owner, and he said, yeah, we're probably going to be the ones going home. We know that when we showed up here. They, I think they even mentioned they had less guys in their crew than McLaren had on their pit box. <laughs> 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 like, like McLaren just has more people looking at computer monitors than this team had,
7: period. On the, the payroll. Car. Yeah. You're not going to see a Ben Hangley um, merchandise Merch tent. Yeah. tent anywhere over at the track. I'd buy a shirt.
5: Only, i like to see him at the NCMP because even he's a go-kart, he's like one of the best go-kart drivers in the world. And they say, if you want to be like the top of the level, you have to be him and go-karts. But yeah. And they were they were just, their goal the whole week was just, we just got to try and qualify. We just have to try and qualify. They didn't work on any race setup. I heard an interview with him. He said, we just went out there in the worst conditions. Every time everybody else would come in because the wind was bad, he's like, that's when we went out because we just knew we had to be able to survive whatever happened over the weekend.
2: So another underdog team. You, you talked about go karts, and this this is basically the Junco's Racing Go Kart team. They started as a go kart team. The, the the guy that came over uh, from Brazil, Ricardo Junco's, uh, came to the United States with four hundred dollars that he borrowed from his grandmother and had to pay her back. And he had to pay her. And she the money <laughs> back <laughs> with interest. <laughs> he comes here with no job, doesn't know the language, and literally as a go-kart mechanic gets a job within a week and builds that in the last 10 to 15 years into a go-kart team with Spencer Piggott, by the way, who's who made the fast nine. He then continues up the ladder series and becomes a feeder series team with their classic green, white and orange livery that everybody's used to seeing for a who car And three years ago, they came to Indianapolis. They had a sponsorship of a scholarship, essentially. uh, And they came with Kyle Kaiser. And they made the Indy 500. And I think they had one other driver. This year, they came to the track. And they had a completely white car, which is. They lost all their sponsorship in
5: in the, like, 10 days before the race. They
2: had nothing. So completely blank, no backing. And you're just looking at it going, this team is dead. They are not going to make this race. They're going to spend the money to be here. They're not going to be able to pay for their lease. They're not going to be able to pay for their tire bill. They're going to be, this is the last time we're going to see
5: Junkos in the IndyCar series. That's the, you know, you just
2: look at it and you, this does not look good. Yeah, and lost. then
7: they
5: crashed. Yeah. They lost one sponsor and they said, okay, we figured it out. We got another sponsor. And then they announced, okay, we're here. And the other sponsor was like, no, we're not going to give you any money either. And they were running really <laughs> fast with this car. So they were they qualified like 17th last year. Yeah. And they, they had a brand
2: new car this year. It was well set up and they were like, Everybody's like, this this Unkos car is going to make the race. They're going to make the race. Kaiser's fast, and then he screwed up, lost it. Ricardo said, "I want to basically in a private moment said I just want to kick his ass because like, he crashed my car." <laughs> and then the team that was Thursday, Friday
5: of this there, week, uh, I can't remember. I think Thursday.
2: I think it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. It was Thursday. And they got the car put back together, and they were on the track Friday
7: morning. No, they didn't get that car put back together. Well,
2: they, they had, so they had a backup car, a they road course car. They had a road car, course car. The classic livery, the green, right. white, and orange livery. Uh, but it didn't have the advanced frontal protection piece. It had all these bits that it was missing. It didn't have the parts that make it go fast. They These Indy cars at, at Indianapolis, Dakota, are they, they are worried about every minute amount of drag they can take out of it. So even the gearbox in the car, the transmission... They run special parts that allow it to roll more freely. They crashed that transmission. It was gone. It was a total loss. So then, and that's
5: worth about a mile or two an hour. Yeah, they sand the, they sand the body down. They cover up every little seam, every little thing. Yeah, they say it's like a mile to a mile and a half an hour for the lap.
7: Is no stickers. It, yeah,
5: yeah. Like the, that's why you know they paint. They well, that's paint why they're them. so fast. They didn't have any stickers on the last car. Yeah, <laughs> they, they said on the second one on this backup, you could even see the sponsors from previous. Like they just uh, like sanded them off. So yeah. with the sponsors though, what happens like?
3: the mclaren team because they obviously had a bunch of sponsors because it was such a big
5: name that'll be a big question is, is, we'll know friday
7: that... yeah. i mean is there's going to be it... some guys that don't have sponsorship that will now have sponsorship dollars because of people that didn't make the race so, but
3: but does the mclaren team lose all that money that's or is it's it like a, a no refunds
2: policy it's whatever mclaren worked out with that company yeah, oh, it's some... it's individual yeah, and, yeah you uh, you own the team so if dakota davis racing showed up at a track and you had sponsorship from, we'll say, from Verizon. If, if, if your contract with Verizon says, sorry, we're keeping the money, you know, we're, you know, you didn't make the race and we can go sponsor somebody else. Now you're really screwed. And that's where you're worried about a team that, you know, if they didn't make the race, they, they had to make that race. And that's what we'll get into that. That's, there's some interesting, uh, it, there's interesting things about full time teams and guarantees and, and issues there but it's it's
5: there's no law there's no rule it's whatever contract or agreement that you have if nothing else they might try to give them some favoritism with the formula 1 side of the contract and give them a little more exposure on that side to make up for it yeah. like that's a deal that they could work out with them it's probably like well, we'll give you we'll make your logo 25% bigger for the next for the monaco grand prix or something so
2: the uh the mclaren team had Completely sold every spot of that car they could. Commercially, they had sold every sponsorship that so was, was possible. It was a profitable venture before they turned the a lap. They yeah. were they were going to make money on that. Plus, they had a merchandise tent that was on par with anybody else, and everybody's buying them with McLaren stuff. <sighs> this guy is the Michael Jordan. I don't know how do would you describe him? The Tiger Woods of of international racing. I mean, he is he moves the needle. Yeah, Fernando yeah, Alonso,
7: absolutely. And you know, I, I think he made a really class move because. Even though he didn't make it, he got on a golf cart and he left. He didn't publicly deface himself or his team in any way, shape, or form. And then rumor mill was going, will they buy their way into the tr- race? It's been you done know, many times before. been done many times before. You know, I watched Bruno Shakara cry because he didn't get to run could, in a car that he was Because DHL to. had
5: to have a car and Ryan Hunter Ray
2: drove Yeah, him. and
7: they put, they put him in. Um,
5: and I've heard that Fernando actually shot that down. Yes, that was Fernando up, is Fernando the one. Because his whole goal is to win the Triple Crown. He's won the Monaco Grand Prix. He won Le Mans this last year. And then he wants to win the Indy 500. But he knows if he tr- wins, potentially he wouldn't win with that car. But if he could win with a bought ride, that that would be tainted. So he doesn't really want to do that. He wants to win it qualifying.
7: And the, ride, the ride in question, the rumor mill has been all day that it was Oriel Servia. Who shows up and just puts a pedal down and runs? Servia you know? is, is and Servia was not going to get to ride in the car if if they if they bought it out and Fernando said no said Servia deserves to be in it. He drove. Yeah, this he is can't one of those toss little,
5: the other Spaniard.
2: This
7: one's
5: a Asterix, though. That's a Honda car, and I didn't right. understand how he's going to buy the way into a Honda car.
7: I didn't either. I didn't. I didn't. There, know those that. are <laughs> the, those are the finer points
5: that get worked out later. Uh, so we were we were talking about
2: Humco's making this race. And and we talked about how McLaren, they wouldn't show a car that wasn't their color orange, right? Like they were worried about it being papaya orange. Yeah, the right shade of papaya orange. (laughs) Junco shows up in a car that they've got old sponsors on. And if you look at the advanced frontal protection device, it it wasn't on the thing. You can literally see that it was down to bare, Fiberglass or whatever the hell, or carbon, carbon fiber. fiber, carbon fiber. Uh, and you can see where they've attached it on there. It's not painted, it's nothing. They just want to get on track. They know that what? they're experienced enough to know what they have to have and don't have to have, and they, they didn't let vanity get in the way.
5: It'll be pretty on race day,
2: yeah, because it'll, it'll be in a race, on race right? Day. Yeah. So strip it down just to the carbon
5: fiber. I mean, by <laughs> comparison, Hinch wrecked on. Saturday morning. I think there were five crashes, five and five significant crashes. He was in month. his backup. What four hours later? Yeah, something. Close ob- to something, speed. Something obnoxious. Like yeah. the same day, his backup was running, and uh Yunkos was Yunkos two days. He had, all the other wrecks, it was like the next day. Yunkos next morning, was in the next they're morning. ready to yeah. go, and he wrecked later in the afternoon. Rosenquist was the same way. All had their cars ready the next day, and they all left. Like tw- I think I heard that Chip Ganassi got done at like twelve thirty, getting Rosenquist's car ready. McLaren, they wrecked at twelve thirty. They stayed up till two thirty in the morning prepping the car, and still didn't have it ready the whole next day. Yeah, it was it was alarmingly bad.
7: Uh, and I I literally was walking through the trailers, the the haulers back there, and there is a Ford pickup that pulls up, and they're taking parts out of the back of a Ford pickup for Uncoast Racing, mm-hmm. putting this car together. <laughs> I mean, there was a cutaway wheel that had probably been in the showroom of Delara or something. You know, they, they were just literally scrounging to get the parts. I heard that they had some other,
5: yeah, some other teams even chipped in and, like, gave them some, or, you know, made some stuff available to them to get the car built. So here's the wow. thing,
2: Dakota, that, that I don't know if people understand, and you probably have no concept, that you can have, IndyCar teams have, like, maybe two to three cars. for you know, Carlin, I think, has three cars for a two-car operation. So you might have a backup car, but it isn't made for the super speedway. So it's it's made for a road course, and it doesn't have the perfect body fit that an oval car does. But you're also only allowed one engine at a time for your entry. So if you have car number 32 and you crash car 32, you may have a T car, which is 32T or 32Test or whatever it is, but it doesn't have an engine sitting in it. So it's not like you can just fire right. it up and take it out on the track. You have to take the engine out of the crash car or demonstrate to the engine company that, no, that that engine's trashed, and we got to move it over. So it
5: takes a few hours if you're an absolute it, badass team in to, the engine, to move everything over. And the engine's part of the f- chassis. It's a stressed, they call it a stressed <laughs> member, which means the car only goes so far, and then the engine's bolted to the it's back structural. of that. And then everything off the back of that, the suspension, the transmission, is all hanging off the engine. There's
7: the whole rear it, It's
5: what connects... The back of the car to the front of the car is the engine. It is the spine. So without the motor, it's just the front half of a car waiting for the rest of it to get bolted to it. So you can't have a second, without the engine, you can't have a second car ready to go.
2: Yeah. So it's not, it's a, it's a thrash. Anytime this happens, you're screwed. So we're setting the stage for Sunday, the qualifying day. Hunkos is on the outside. They didn't make it. Uh, McLaren did not make it. There are two cars for this Carlin team we're talking about. A guy named Max Chilton, who's uh, uh, been very good at the track. He finished fourth once upon a time. And then a young guy, young Mexican driver named Pato Award, who's driving for the uh, for the Carlin team. Uh, he's got a scholarship. So his car is painted up like Mexico normally. Uh, and it's basically the Road to Indy sponsored him. He was the champion of the Junior Series. He also crashed during the week. They got him back on track, but he didn't have the speed. And then the surprise in this group, uh, or one of the surprises in this group, uh, was a guy named James Hinchcliffe. We covered his story last year. James Hinchcliffe missed the race because they had a series of issues and the, with the rules that were there at the time. He basically didn't go out again, missed the, missed the deadline, didn't get to go. On Saturday of this, this race, James crashed on, on qualifying day during his attempt, second lap, crashed the car. On his first attempt on Saturday morning. And didn't just and crash it. He destroyed it. They had to go to a backup car. Yes. It was done.
3: Yeah, I think they in one of the group
5: chats that were in, you sent a video of that. Yeah, yeah. it was significant. When you sent a picture of like four of the accidents looked exactly the same at one point. The cars were almost inverted. Yeah, Luckily, there's some holes in the floor that keep them from going over. Because a few years ago, they were going over routinely. Yeah, And all of them were like left front wheel tucked under. And the thing is about to tip over and there's Rosenquist. I think it was Rosenquist and Hinchcliffe and Kaiser's car. Uh, all yeah. About to say. Yeah.
2: Some, similar. I think maybe it was Pato, Pato, Pato award.
5: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, John Oriovitz
2: from formerly of VSPN.com had, had put that together mm-hmm. and I, I shared it from my Facebook page. Um, so that set the stage. And then the, 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 sixth car that hadn't just didn't have any speed was a guy named Sage Karam.
7: Who had also kissed the wall the day before? He
2: had touched the wall a little bit and he was, I was watching remotely because I was not in indie. Uh, I was watching the NBC Gold coverage and that dude has been at the track six times. He's your age, Dakota. He's 24 years old. He's run six, this will be a sixth Indy 500. <laughs> Just total like cocky as you can get, cocky, cocky, cocky guy. He was as spooked as anybody I've ever seen. He thought something was wrong with the car. Yeah, they, and he thought he was going to get
5: himself. They had to stick. The, they had to stick his teammate in the car, who's a, a, a cool operator, comparatively speaking. He got in the car. cars like there's nothing wrong with the car. You can go. Flat he out he swore turbo. that there was something wrong with the car, and he. Yeah, he's was it, been it just com- like a hunch? It's it well, just like, when, I when I don't know, man. When there's something when about this car. When it's they're, they're cursed. Well, when they're qualifying. Um, they take so much downforce off the car that the rear wing is literally pointed up. It's it's lifting because most of the downforce comes off the actual floor of the car. And so they're, they're trimmed out to the point where they say it's not really fun to be qualifying. Um, <laughs> Because he's, I think I heard uh Oh, um, for each no, it was Colton heard us saying that he's like, his butt told him every time that the rear end was going to come around. It just didn't come around. He's like, you just take as much downforce off the car as possible. So, he just probably felt like it, you know, he you kissed the wall and it's probably it was understeer or something was happening. It didn't want to turn or it turned too much. And he did not like the way it felt. So he just thought something he said it didn't feel like it did last year. And they say it was unpredictable at times. Understeer.
7: And a 20 mile an hour headwind. Let's yeah. add that. Yeah. You know.
2: you're, you're driving a fighter jet yeah. essentially in, in the wind, the wind affects you. Oversteer, you don't see the wreck. Understeer, you do. You drive straight into the wall <laughs> or or the car switches around and you back into it.
7: It depends which side of the car you want to hit the wall.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you want to if you want to hit it with the left side, have some oversteer.
7: And that's what most I mean, of them
2: had is that they, they turned around. They didn't just to go to the this. This ain't
7: NASCAR, baby.
3: Stop pushing her loose. We I, I mean, think about whenever we did the go-karts and how freaking hard it was to steer those things yeah. around sharp corners. And can, I mean, can't
5: even imagine And similarly speaking, any uh, cars don't have power steering either.
1: Yeah. That's one uh, of the big
5: kind of challenges to those cars is that they don't have any power steering.
2: So, so you're pushing 240 miles an hour at the end of a straightaway. And, and average, you
7: add about 50 horse of boost the day before.
2: Yeah. So Friday and Saturday and Sunday, you have a motor that can all of a sudden go, it's an extra three or four miles an hour. So the, they were running the incredibly tight speeds the fastest car's average laps were in the 230-mile-an-hour range. To make the race, you had to run a 227-mile-an-hour lap average. Now, let's around. take
7: this kid that's spooked. He's completely spooked, and he goes out and sets the fastest lap in qualifying the next day.
2: Yeah, so then we get to Sunday morning, and Hinchcliffe was the first one to go out, and he ran a very solid number. Then you thought, okay, yeah, he's probably okay. And then Karam went out, and he passed Hinch, and, you know, oh, hell, he's good. And then I think McLaren's car was, or maybe yeah, the Carlin car, one of the Carlin, a couple of the cars.
5: They both went. Unsuccessful. The, car, the Carlin yeah.
2: cars went out, and Chilton got bumped. Pato never got in. He was already. He was like fourth. Yeah. And then we saw McLaren run, and they had struggled. We talked about Sunday morning. They screwed up the practice time. They dragged their, you know, their the skid plate. They had some friends in the garage area that helped them out with some technology. And they found about a mile and a half an hour. So they got to a 227.
7: And was a pretty solid run, I mean, for where he had been.
2: And the Juncos the car did not go out Sunday morning. They At did not all. go on the track.
7: Never left the garage.
2: They mm-hmm. were still working on the car because they had the crash car, and they got it put together, and they made some runs, but they were still doing the thing Zach talked about of massaging it and working on it and trying to trying to get it trying ready get it they ready. said they were actually hoping
5: for rank they wanted, they wanted another day <laughs> they to wanted a whole other day to, yeah.
2: to dink with it yeah they would have preferred about a tuesday or wednesday uh so mclaren's sitting at 33rd and kyle kaiser young american driver for the all-american story team the, the cars are prepared at hungosa shop in speedway just outside of turn one and you think ah oh, they're not gonna have a chance they go, Kaiser, and every lap Kaiser runs is just a tick higher than the McLaren lap. Just just, just razor edge barely makes it. So I've got some audio ready. Guffey has some audio ready for us. This is the team audio of Kyle Kaiser talking to his engineers as the checkered flag falls.
1: Checkered flag, checkered flag. Can we make it? Oh, F***ing man, we made it! Yes! Yeah! F- yeah, Kaiser!
5: Awesome oh so so He's crying. Thank you. He said he had a hard you. time Thank getting the one. car back Thank in the pits. You. He was having a hard time seeing.
2: You guys are it.
1: unbelievable. I can't believe what you guys have done. This is absolutely the greatest story of my life.
2: Thank you so so much. That was Kyle Kaiser. So they the, the guys did about 40 hours of nonstop sleep and and Hunko says you guys literally need to go home. You're starting to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. In they the were car. nodding
5: off in a meeting. Yeah, they're falling like asleep. Half the, half the team was there's, falling asleep while they were trying to talk to them. So, like, go home.
2: There's half of pictures. these guys
7: are no longer in their uniforms and wearing jeans and t-shirts. <laughs> there's pictures of
2: them laying in the garage on the floor sleeping. I mean, it is it is heroic what they've done, Um and they're wow. going to start the Indy 500. They made it, and McLaren with their ridiculous effort is is going home. So that's where I want to say, okay. The beginning of this month, there were talk of some of these big super teams saying, listen, we show up every week, we show up every time, and we need to be guaranteed a spot in the 8500. You know, the, the, the Penske's, Ganassi's, they one of the Carlin cars has run every race, and they are, they, they're what would have been considered a protected team, uh, if we had guaranteed entries in the 8500. So I want to, we've sold this story to you, Dakota. Do you have, do, do, are you, are you, do you care at all? Do you have any I have an emotional opinion. attachment? I don't have an emotional
3: attachment, but of course
2: I have an opinion.
3: I don't know. It just seems silly to me. Do Why you,
2: Should he be guaranteed it, it's because like, you showed up at every race that you get to like, go to this one?
3: It's like the racing version of crony capitalism. Just make it to where I get in no matter what. I'm bigger than everybody else,
5: so I get to play. Let's well, had a fun twist. Back 25 <laughs> years ago. Back in a, 1996. There was, a, there was a split, and part of the split was that the owner of IndyCar at the time said, okay, I'm going to start my own series. I'm going to guarantee my series. Those guys, they'll get guaranteed. I it was like 24. 25 and 8. 20, yeah, 25 guaranteed entries. And all the rest of you guys, you guys can fight with the last eight. And the guys who are now demanding guaranteed spots are the ones that left. Because <laughs> that were, were left. They didn't backpack, want to do there that. They were guaranteed <laughs> spots. So they literally went off and like formed a Penske owned Michigan at the time. So they did their own race. In they Michigan did it. They did the US 500.
2: In Michigan on the same day with competing stars, competing stars and cars uh, from the Indy 500. Cause they it was an ugly time. In open but now wheel if racing. you're Jeez. if
7: you're a race promoter, <laughs> if you're a race promoter and you're wanting to get cars involved. Kyle Kaiser, Yunkos Racing, they put money they didn't have into cars. Should they not be guaranteed a spot? I don't know. I don't know. If they're going the full circuit, should they be oh, guaranteed a spot? Hoon coast
2: doesn't show up at every race either. They're no, a part-time team.
7: But they, they're, they're working hard to try to be a full-time team. You know, you've got guys like Gallagher-sponsored Max Chilton that has been in every race in the series that didn't make the 500. You know, and the guy that they... Put out the door more or less, and said we're only going to run you four or five races. Charlie Kimball, Charlie Kimball, who is probably the brightest race car driver out there, gets four or five races a year, and he's the only Carlin car that gets put in the show.
3: He I made, feel it, like I feel easily. like it, if Yunkos had made it, if they had made it into the race, it would have been made a, like a really good movie. It' been like a rocky movie with the uh, the guys from Yunko's Racing, and they're like getting pushed around by the McLaren guys and uh, in all their big business suits, and they're throwing these million dollar parties on their hospitality teams, and then the the underdog of Yunko's comes in. That's what it is. Out. It's the it been, those, yeah. That's why I don't want the guaranteed entry, and I, I mean I don't I don't you know we wouldn't be here talking, race, talking but,
7: about it if it wasn't you know if it wasn't Gary, team, David and Goliath, we wouldn't be saying here.
3: Right. Guaranteed entry would make for a,
2: a much worse movie, I think. And McLaren <laughs> made it because they ran all the races last year. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, by the way, that's what NASCAR does. NASCAR has has certain teams that are guaranteed spots because you own the team and you show up at every race and you are Yeah, and and it's part of the decline of NASCAR and why they have a field field that holds holds Everybody watches the Indy 500 (laughs) around here. You you can have 40 cars and 38 of them. Our child is
7: finally growing up. People decorate their yards.
3: My mom and dad have never been to the Indy 500, but they decorate their camper during the month of May because of the Indy 500.
7: My wife has a checkered flag flying at our house right now this year. Yeah,
3: I mean, just drive around the state, you see checkered flags and... American flags next to each other around Memorial Day everywhere. No one does that in Daytona for the Daytona 500. Or, you know, it's like... Yeah. Indy- it's a, it's Indy- a cultural thing yeah. here. It's a, it's a big cultural heard that from,
5: thing here. D- I like heard from, like, interviews, like, Ben Hanley and those guys. They said, it's insane. They're like, it's raining. And there's people waiting outside my garage for my autograph in the rain. They said they've never <laughs> seen anything like it before. Like, you guys just hang out here all day. And they said that they've never seen a town and a community that... A, it just owns a, an event like indianapolis owns Like it's one of the funniest things i see every time i go into speedway you drive down georgetown from 34th street and the sidewalks are like 20 feet away from the street and you're like yeah so you can park cars between the sidewalk and the street in your yard and not block the sidewalk like they built the town yeah to be able to handle that and you're like you look at there like, are, everybody's fenced in backyard has a gate you can fit a camper through <laughs> you can park people in your
2: backyard. The, the local ma- uh, ordinance says you can't have any street parking on race days because they don't want to block you from being able to park people in your yard because they need the yard parking more than they need the street parking the expectation is, is if you buy a house in that town you're going to sell your front yard on race day 40 bucks Love a it. car
7: everybody and probably pay for your property taxes
1: that way Heck Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the, actually that's the
5: other best thing I think I've heard this confirmed. they don't pay property taxes in Speedway that's part of the deal of living in Speedway. You don't get to complain about the track,
7: but you don't have to pay
5: the taxes for the track. Oh, oh. I think the track. I think the track supports the town on its own.
2: So we've got a we've we've got a race that's a David and Goliath deal. Uh, by the way, that was all about the back end of the race. There there's there's a hundred thousand dollar bonus for who gets the pole, who who qualifies first. And there was a whole thing of the fast nine. The drama wasn't there nearly as much. There's a hundred thousand dollar bonus if you to start qualify first. first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: You get some Where does the money come
2: from? for the uh, for the awards well from uh Gamebridge i guess this year <laughs> yeah uh, the indy 500 presented by gainbridge but i mean we pay hmm. there's tv revenue there's track sponsorship uh and of course the gate the tickets uh, you know there's you
7: 45 t-shirts you know get <laughs> all sorts of ways to make money
3: you can buy indy 500
2: flags at kroger right now i don't know if those are entirely uh licensed property you can know. buy them uh, out of the back never mind, of the truck on georgetown <laughs> too they're really pretty cool there's uh there's plenty of indianapolis motor speedway merchandise available some some more legal than others i'm not sure how legal they sell a lot of stickers cool. and
5: t-shirts through the month of may
2: absolutely uh absolutely so uh, the other the other side of the uh the qualifying story that i wanted to get into before we talk about the uh the actual race and what to expect if you if you were to attend uh like producer chris will this year Ed Carpenter Racing, based in Indianapolis, Indiana, Woohoo! three cars in the race, all three made the top nine, and they're starting second, third, and fourth. They lost their massive sponsor last year, and they have the, is it the Auto Geek Chevrolet? I mean, the, yeah. they have the preferred freezer Chevrolet, the WeatherTech Chevy, and the Auto Geek Chevy. Like, they are not PNC Bank. Right. Uh, it's not Verizon. Verizon. It's not Shelp or Pennzoil. It, it's AutoGeek.com.
1: Yeah. And they, uh, still they are have, so have far. a
7: crew that worked their butt off and have second, third, and fourth in the show. Had Simon Pagno turned just a fraction of a second earlier here or there, they would have owned the entire front row in the Indianapolis 500. Huge shout-out to Ed Carpenter <laughs> Racing.
2: Yeah. Ed finished second last year. He, uh, he was probably the best Indy 500 he's ever driven. Last year, the hand- handling in the race, we actually talking mechanics of the race, and I think this year is going to be very similar. Track position is going to matter a lot, and the way your car handles, especially if it's hot, which we're expecting probably an 80-degree day, 85-degree day on Sunday between the raindrops, uh, it's going to matter. I think Ed's... You know, we'll talk about our picks later, but that's
5: a big deal as well. Yeah, I don't think I'd uh, want to be passionate and be surrounded by them. <laughs> he's got... He's got Ed Carpenter racing behind him. He's got Ed Carpenter racing the whole front row with him. So he's literally got him surrounded. Everywhere around him. Yeah, he's got help. Dakota has gone, and he's checking
2: on the camera. Did you press play? Did you push the button? Is it recording? I can't remember
7: this to redo it, guys. I'm
5: 53. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a video. One uh, one random stat I heard, I I didn't check the math on, but somebody said on on Alonzo getting bumped out that if you ran he and Kyle Kaiser together, that Kyle Kaiser would have beat him by like two inches.
2: That's phenomenal. Over over, 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 10, over 10,
5: miles. 10 miles. yeah.
2: Four laps around the track. It's not just your best lap. It was like thousands of a second. It's just unbelievable. All right, Guffy, you're going to go with me this time. Why have you not attended an 8500 yet? <laughs> what's the, what's been the, has it been money? Has it been interest? Has it been, I just can't find a friend. Why, why wouldn't you be there? Racing just does not
4: do anything for me.
2: So we've talked racing the whole time. Now we're going to talk about the human event and the experience.
4: Now I will say I'm a, I'm a people watcher and I love watching just random people.
7: You will go every year from now on. (laughs) You'll go
2: nuts. (laughs) This is, you will see, you'll have a year's worth of time. I have spilled a beer. I've spilled what's left of a beer. By the way, that reminds me of another thing that's laying down there on the floor, Mike. If you want to, you're welcome to give me a gift at any time. (laughs) Quaff on man. Quaff on brewery. It's a Sato 101 No Attack, No Chance beer. I was going to say it had to be called No Attack, No Chance. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's his That's his phrase. Coifan. Takuma
7: Sato beer.
2: It's not sake, though. It's beer. It's beer. So Takuma is the... Uh, he won the 101st Indy 500. That's probably why it's Sato 101, right? He won for Andrade Autosport in 2017. I'm a little more difficult. I'm looking at Zach to yeah. assure me he's he's not helping. Uh <laughs> 20, correct. 2012 Indy 500. Sato was uh, going into turn one inside of Dario Franchitti and lost it, crashed the car, uh, did not win. Uh, and everybody thought, well, that was his one chance. And then, son of a gun, he, he came back with Andretti and won the race. So the the, the last time that uh, Alonso mm-hmm. was uh, was in the race, he uh, uh, he was he had one of those cars. They're fast. Yeah. And and we'll see. This time it's uh, who knows.
7: And his English is much better too.
2: Yeah, they uh, they booked him on uh, on talk radio. I've not listened to it yet, but it's in one of my podcast feeds. I think he was on the JMV uh, show. He's, or it's Dan pretty, he's
5: pretty interesting to hear an interview. He's an odd guy, and the one the interesting facts about him is that he has a family. They never come here. They stay in Japan the entire season, and he's he's. Stays with one of his engineers in a guest room for the season. <laughs> he doesn't actually have his own place and never has had his own place in the United States. And he's been here for as long as I can, like for like a decade.
7: Came with Lotus.
5: He yeah, he came with the, the yeah. KV
2: Lotus team probably 2011, 2010, somewhere yeah, so in that it's range.
5: Like, yeah, seven, eight years he's been here, nine months out of the year. and
2: He's, he's just never, couching it.
5: Never had his own place, yeah. <laughs> 42-year-old man, 44-year-old man. He doesn't look it, though. You'd never guess that he's such a happy guy. He's, I would be too. You won the Indy Five Hundred. He's put
2: together a hell of a career. He raced Formula One to Kumisato, and now he's won Long Beach, Indianapolis. Um,
5: just won Portland last
2: he year. He won Portland, and he won somewhere else this year. It wasn't Long Beach this year? Was it Barber? Barber. He won Barber this year. Yeah. So he's won four races, and two of them are the biggest ones on the on the circuit. Uh, it's phenomenal. Very very impressive for a guy that always thought, oh well, he's the token guy that brings the Panasonic money. Uh, that's yeah. a lot more
7: than that. He's no he, king hero. He's no king hero.
2: <laughs> king king hero. Mm-hmm. It was. Did your mic cut out? Yes. <laughs> king hero. King hero. Chase would say it. You could just.
7: You
1: know. Yeah.
2: You're you're. It's a, we. You're loud.
7: No, I, I can't say <laughs> it. I can't say it. It's after eight o'clock. <laughs>
2: yeah,
7: I, I can't do that.
2: Oh, it's uh, it's not good for business. So. Um,
7: so, were we talking about the front of the field yet?
2: Yeah. So that was that was the thing. Is we got Ed, Ed Carpenter put three in the top four. You got the 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 highlighter, the Pagano Menard's yellow car out front. You what got,
7: about number five? Number five in the fifth position, you've got Colta Herta, a nineteen-year-old kid.
2: It's ridiculous,
7: isn't it? Unbelievable.
2: Nineteen years old, one the youngest winner of an IndyCar race in the history of the
5: series. He went fastest up, rookie. And he went out there and ran again. On Saturday, just because he thought he could go faster, just because he wanted to prove it to
2: himself, because he had he had a little bit, I wasn't that bad. Sage Karam is pissing his pants, and 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 Herda wants to pick up a, a tenth.
5: Heard somebody ask him about how his relationship with his engineer and like how's that work out? And he's like, it's great. We're both recklessly irresponsible with modifications <laughs> to the car. He, he's like, my engineer. I told my engineer, I was like, let's take some more downforce off the car. And his engineer's like, that's not a good idea. He's like, come on, we'll go faster. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, what do I know? I'm a 19 year old kid that's never raced a 500 before. <laughs> he just does it anyway.
7: You know, he was out here at, at Dismore's go-kart track at N C P M P and, and it was, it was awesome. And he walked up to my 16 year old son, Blake, and they started talking and, you know, they're talking about Xbox games or something that dad does nothing about, you know, and, and, uh saw him at the track, you know, he's had hundreds of thousands of people talk to him and in interviews and pictures. And he knew exactly who Blake was and, and went just like his dad, Brian, his dad, Brian was one of the most personable guys there too. Um, we, we spoke to them both on Sunday morning and, and just a great family, you know, Brian Herda, Herta mania has, has won everything there is to win. He took a low budget team and won the Indianapolis 500. You know, he, he is the, He's on the box for Marco. He was the winning strategist for Rossi in the, in and, 2016. And,
5: and essentially won that race. Absolutely. He, he, was, he, was, he was talking Rossi through how to save fuel like to an extreme degree, and Rossi never saved fuel before. Right. He was
2: brand new. It was Rossi wasn't the Rossi he is now. Rossi is the absolute stud right now of the series. At that time, he was, ah, maybe he'll stay. <laughs> it yeah. Was,
5: yeah, he thought it, he was just we, like a loner until yeah. he got, got another
7: Formula and, you know, One ride. And, f- f- again steinbrenner harding racing didn't really have enough money to fill both cars and now he's fifth in line you know it, it's an amazing he's of it's
2: been a phenomenal story so harding steinbrenner racing was uh was harding racing last year and there was a combination of uh mike harding who owns an asphalt paving company in indianapolis and a guy named is it george michael steinbrenner or f- george steinbrenner the fourth. Or the
5: fourth the fourth yeah
2: who is uh, the grandson of... He looks like he's 12. The the grandson (laughs) of Mr. Steinbrenner of the New York Yankees. Ah. Uh, So if you watch Seinfeld, Mr. Steinbrenner, yeah, 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 that guy, it's his grandson. Oh, wow. His his dad owns the Yankees now. I was camped
5: at a different race last year in Ohio, and I was drive around through all the motorhomes and there's these two one black motorhome one white motorhome and there's windows are blacked out i was like who are these guys because they were like look like half million dollar motorhomes and it just said steinbrenner on the front and i was like oh, <laughs> oh that makes that's steinbrenner
7: <laughs> and it's not pinstripes you know
5: no, they've tried they've they did a little bit of pinstriping initially on the livery but they're trying to get sponsors so they're trying to get a different livery on there but yeah that's Steinbrenner, and so I'm
7: that, sure there's Andretti help there. You know, I'm I'm sure there's an allegiance there, and and but the fact that he just came in there, you know, he can uh, drive,
5: but that's that's an Andretti car.
7: That's an Andretti car. You know, and and the other Andretti car, Connor Daly. You know, Connor Daly has been in the worst equipment in the series, and now he actually has legitimate equipment. And
2: He's it, basically got the Fernando Alonso car from 2017. Absolutely, yeah. it's the fifth Andretti car that Townsend Bell drove. That uh, great livery that uh, I guess
1: uh, Justin Wilson had. Uh, Carlos Munoz. Munoz had it for a number right. of years.
2: It's always been a great car. He's sponsored by the U.S. Air Force. Yeah, it's
5: great. It's like um, a, like an old World War II airplane kind of livery it, to it. And his and that's a
7: kid. Like a that's a kid so. that has slept on Alexander Rossi's couch for a couple of years. You know, trying to get. Or Hinches. Or Hinches, yeah. yeah. He's a
5: new he's a Newcastle Motorsports park guy too. He they yeah. had a garage. They might still have a garage out there. Um they had a garage out there for like five or five, ten years. He came up through go karts with Joseph Newgarden. So lots and lots <laughs>
2: of local connections.
5: And he was he made the news last
2: year. His uh his father was a Formula One driver in America in, in racing the IndyCar series, a guy named Derek Daly. Uh and there was a controversy over something that his dad said in the early eighties that was reported by Bob Laney uh recently. Uh, last fall, and Connor wound up losing a sponsorship. He had the yeah, Lily yeah. Lily Diabetes sponsorship, uh, so he pieced his career back together once again. Connor's had the he's never had a great shake at it. Uh, so this year, he's got he basically was able to get a ride in the best car or one of the best cars with a great sponsor that he had last year. Um, and we'll see we'll see what happens. But it's, you, it's it's his big shot in Dakota, yeah.
7: there's another couple Newcastle connections to that car. You've got Rico Elmore's Fat Heads eyewear that Rico was from Newcastle High School that it'll be on that car. And last year yeah, last there year. just happened to be a Jack's Donut sticker show up on Connor's helmet. So we'll see what oh, yeah, by that's race right. yeah, I remember that. We'll see see why. Yeah, he's
5: happens. usually with the team right before they realize they're doing everything wrong. And then when they go right <laughs> before they clean house for everybody that helps the driver, they just take Connor and wipe him out of the way. Yeah. The he was
2: he was him. with AJ Foyt racing, uh and uh Discovered that he didn't have a job when he got back from, uh, from the promoting race. the series on the Amazing, the amazing Race. race. <laughs> uh, that was that kind of sucked for him. He had a year at uh, at Dale Coin Racing, and it just didn't work out again. And then he
7: basically some, had a golf cart with fairings on it
2: last year last year was not good it didn't, he did not yeah. have the same car as the as their a and b drivers. better
5: than his fueled by bacon car that caught fire <laughs> yeah. before it started I, the race. absolutely
2: absolutely yeah so he's fueled had
7: by
5: bacon
2: he's had he's had a few starts but it's never been <laughs> never been great so this is
5: i'd like to see him make 200 laps
2: if let's see him make 200 laps and see how far up the grid he can go
5: i'd, I'd love to see him have a chance but if he can make 200 laps he'll be in the he'll be in the like probably close to top 10 yeah just by yeah. sake yeah. yeah yeah finish the race that that'd be goal
2: number one you want to win but... you finished first you first must finish that's right all right so
7: god I gotta write that
2: down. yeah and Rick mirrors or somebody smart said that one yeah. time yeah I think uh... it's Rick Mears <laughs> <laughs> to finish first first you must finish uh so what to expect we'll start with uh Guffey you're gonna have to get up around 3 30 in the morning and uh you'll meet me at my house and you don't have to worry about where to park because we'll have that covered but if if the random guy says hey I'm going to go to the 8500 I guess I just want to I just want to park somewhere how's that work mike
7: I don't know I'm already in way <laughs> before those people get out of bed um, you know there's always the Coke lot in the North 40. And uh, I
5: don't know. The, the North 40 paid now. You have to
7: pay to get a the no, wow. North it?
2: Your you, best bet's to find a yard. Yeah, you just, probably. You just drive until somebody says, and Yeah, you can or, park in my yard for 30 bucks. Or look up sh- the Speedway
7: like, High School is like really some, a pretty good There's place like some shuttle
5: options where you can park and shuttle in. I know some people park like the Lafayette Square Mall and hike it in. What? I don't do that, but.
7: I'm not much of a hiker.
5: <laughs> you no. Know, <I>, you know, <laughs> No, the only good thing about that is when you walk back, it takes you an hour to get back to your car, but you're clear of most of the traffic getting out. But I don't, I've don't, i never been. We did the North 40 for a long time, and then we started camping eventually. But uh, find a yard is probably your best bet. So we, this is the
2: largest single-day sporting event in the world. They literally do not have the capacity or the facilities to serve drinks and food to everybody. So you are encouraged to bring a cooler. You are your own concessions. They they've got some concession stands, but they actually want you to bring whatever you got. That's they want. They they, <laughs> they, they literally they, don't have. They don't have the ability to keep you hydrated. So bring bring your water, bring your cooler, bring your beer.
7: My morning regiment has always been the same. Always been the same, and and I go to the same suite, and I you got up, friends. I, I cut up. I cut up the newspaper.
5: Yep, the spotter's guide.
7: Yep, the spotter's guide. I cut it all up, and I put who's in what pit and everything. And that way I know if I'm photographing pit stops, I just take a flash card and throw it out. And But six big Gatorades before I go out. Did you wear a fire suit? Wow. As a I photographer. Am, I am in a fire suit.
2: And you will be – people can look for you on the NBC Sports Broadcast. Oh, you're, I'm always there. You're going to be at the end of the pit road attenuator on the north end coming Correct. off turn four.
7: Correct. And the Dismor so if a spot. car hits the wall in turn four, it comes straight at old Mike. Okay, <laughs> for a and good, has for, sure. for thirty plus years. Okay, so um, I actually sent something to Canon cameras in Japan, and they they made me a little foot pedal, and it's like an amp pedal for a for oh yeah
3: a guitar. for like a guitar.
7: So when I have my great big lens and it gets too close. That means Mike's about to die. (laughs) So Mike dives behind a concrete wall and hits his foot pedal. Where's the camera go? The camera is bolted on the wall. It's got a Stanley wood clamp or whatever. It's bolted on the wall. So it takes seven and a half to nine frames a second. Mm Mm-hmm. With a smaller lens. Last
2: year, Elio just flipped you off as he was driving along. Elio
7: had no idea where (laughs) I
2: was.
7: (laughs) And full disclosure, I had no idea where Elio was, which got really scary really quickly. But um, yeah, I'm in a full fire suit because fuel burns clear. Hot oil, hot water, radiators, explosions, all that is down there in my... So my 53 year old fat frame <laughs> has to dive behind a 12 inch concrete wall and hope not
3: to die. What's the, you were talking about the, the pedal in the camera though. Mm-hmm. But are you, you're, you're diving down behind the wall and
7: I hit the foot pedal before I dive. Ah. So yeah, I, I have actually two full sequences of every crash that comes my way, <laughs> but six. Bottles of Gatorade from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. means I am in the port a lot a lot. (laughs) Well, yeah, but when you're trapped out there, do you have, do you establish a pea corner in your trough there? There is a (laughs) blue port a pot at the end of of the way that I, that I hit randomly. But once the race starts, I no longer have to go.
2: You're just in
7: 16 and a half pounds is the record for what I lose in one race. So crazy, so I can afford to lose sixteen pounds. So
2: three hundred thousand people in one spot. Uh, It is a massive humanity in in the north end in the infield. There will be a uh, there will be a concert, and those people will have absolutely no concept whatsoever that there's race cars or anything there. It's an electronic dance music or EDM music playing in the uh, in the snake pit. You got to have a little wristband to get in there, Guffy. No, you don't. But the, <laughs> those those people are going to kill some grass and some coolers, and it look the photos after the Indie Star pictures that they always have. The there's a gallery after the event is over, and you just shake your head. I, I just want you to know,
4: I, I'm a people person. I'll get in anywhere.
5: You're gonna run into Matt and his yeah. yellow yeah. shirts,
7: and then yeah. you're gonna find out. You will matter be tased before nine o'clock. We'll have some know. fun.
2: I, I'm telling you, those yellow shirts and their whistles, man. You're not living until you've had a yellow shirt blow a whistle in your. Jeremiah,
5: did you see, did you talk to the family that snuck on the track at the GP after I, hours? I did, and the the yellow shirts found them, didn't they? They
2: found them on. They were talking to them the next year, reminding them that they knew that they did it. They they know, and they know who you are, and they come they they come give you hell. We were doing, doing nothing wrong. So, we were just kissing the bricks. When I was
5: there on Monday, I saw the Department of Homeland Security rolling in. There's they have they have levels of security that you aren't even aware of. They have a robot that runs around, and full disclosure,
7: cop. they don't have a big sense of humor. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, there's there's some things that are just not very funny to
3: them. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with that amount of people trying to keep it under control.
2: I now, wouldn't want that job. Now, I will say that the infield, the police, that the, there's a lot of state troopers that patrol area on a golf cart. And their main goal is just to make sure that people don't die. Like they, yeah, they're pretty as long, friendly, as, yeah. as long as you're not violent, it's pretty much just lawless.
5: If you have common sense, you do fine at the track. There's but, always but a the couple lack, guys. But the lack of common sense is spectacular at times. Like you'll see people, and I was, I was on pit lane on Monday, mm-hmm. and there are people just walk by and they don't realize they're about to get run over by a race car being pushed by people, and they don't hear anything coming behind them. They almost get run over by Mario. And just, like, you have to kind of have your head on a swivel, but I try not to get whistles blown at my head by yellow shirts. But it's not hard, But especially a couple of beers in for some people. And they start drinking, like, at 5.30 in the morning. It you gets start, ugly fast. start reaching out wanting to touch cars.
2: Can I sit that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can. If you, I mean, especially on a practice day, you can get – you can be right up There's on There was a, a year at
5: the race when they took one of Foyt's cars and they drug it off to, like, a little area on the inside of turn four or turn three – and fans start running up and start ripping chunks off the car just because they'd stuck it next to it. There was a grandstand like there at zombies. the time. Yeah, well, there's a grandstand at the time. There's no grandstands at that end
2: of the well, track on the infield see, anymore.
7: Did you see the tweet this week from Doug Bowles?
2: Somebody's trying to steal his license plate. They tried
7: to steal his license plate off of his pace car. About, I mean, I granted, that's a great piece of memorabilia, but the dude needs it to drive in and out of the track.
5: About half of them are half falling off because I was – Walking down, they get,
7: no, I think it's if, people trying to steal well, them.
5: Well, I think it's also car washes too. Maybe, maybe. But like, yeah, they get, they have festival cars. So whatever the pace car is, if it's real high end, then they'll have like a similar car. So it looks like the Corvette that they're running is not a grand sport. It looks like it's got some modifications to it, but they get, they get like 50 replica cars and they're driving them all over town. They give them to people. You guys should try to get one of those. Jeremiah should try to say, I'm media. I deserve a corvette for the for dude the i've been
7: trying to say i'm yes. media and i deserve a viper since the viper was there you know <laughs> it, it, 1991 yeah i didn't get it you know I, I didn't dale, even get dale an 87 years yeah that car.
5: is yeah that was dude. i love that pick it's not real popular did you people. hear the NBC? why is that not
3: popular with some people it's
5: nascar and they don't and like dale oh, yeah. i heard he did an interview with right. the Indy you know car what do it for dale he is, I heard an interview he did with, uh, he has his own podcast and he did an interview with Will Power and it was really good. And they're kind of well two guys, Two real spazzy guys. But he talked about, after he got done interviewing Will, he talked about tracking this car down. And it was one of his dad's old cars, he thought. But he's trying to do all this research to figure out, is it the right car? Is it the right car? And he gets done saying, I figured out it was the right car. I have a picture of me in the car in 86. And he's like, I won this car. He's like, my dad built this car next to my grandma's house in the barn. And it was like, he's just the coolest guy. And he keeps old race cars in the woods behind his house in the boneyard and has a willpower tub in a tree. So he's, he's got a super great grasp of history and loves history. And somebody mentioned to me he might be bummed he's not going to watch the beginning of the race from outside the car, but
2: he's going to have a pretty good seat. I gonna, would yeah. I would take that yeah. seat. Oh, I would. Yeah, I would, yeah <laughs> who wouldn't take that seat? You got to ride in a pace car this year, but not like that. You know, no. I
7: don't. I don't always listen to Robin Miller because he annoys me. But but Robin Miller said that the NBC execs when they put Earnhardt Jr. in the pace car can guarantee that they have a million more viewers watching the Indianapolis 500. I mean, that is an amazing statistic that they will have a million more viewers just because Dale's driving the pace car.
5: The most popular guy in NASCAR for like every year he was in the series. And it makes Absolutely. a lot of sense. He's yep. a Chevrolet guy. He's a, yeah, he's a Chevrolet guy. It's a Chevy
2: a pace car. Pick, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm looking right now to see how many, how many Twitter followers
5: Dale Jr. has. It is 2.4 million. And he'll tweet all about it. Two
2: I mean, that's
7: near people. Kardashian. Level.
5: And he'll and he'll talk about <laughs> and he'll talk about it on his podcast. And he'll be taught. He I, I don't catch his podcast all the time, but he's probably be talking about this week on the podcast about how excited he is to go. By the way, Ben Hanley had uh, just over a thousand Twitter followers <laughs> at the beginning yeah. of the week. At the beginning of the week, what's he have now? I
2: don't know. What's
5: he gonna ha- What's he gonna have on Memorial Day by that time? And I'll see if
2: we'll see if Dale Jr. gives him a retweet. Um, let's check. Ben, a base picked and- up this Ben Hanley, eighty-five. I'm following. By the way, thirteen hundred and sixty-four. Oh, so not too. He's much only yet. picked up a few hundred. Not too many yet. Give, give he's Ben He's still got more than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a he's a big deal. So yeah, the uh, you're going to have Dale Junior in the pace car. You're going to have the uh, I don't know what the flyover is. Three years ago, the the flyover bomber crew came and hung out at our tailgate after the race is over. So,
7: so I I full fo- I need to know what the schedule is for your tailgate. You know, because I have morning meeting after morning meeting and last year I walked out there all the way to turn three to see you guys and there was no breakfast uh
2: I don't know if there's breakfast it's a it's a survival deal there won't be breakfast it will be there will be
7: before the race
3: see what you're in for Chris it's a survival deal
7: definitely G- you need to deal. come hang out with me we have breakfast don't set it't set it
2: before the race it will be uh it'll be beers and then probably eleven o'clock or so the grill will be on. And there will so be, you
7: don't have six gatorades. We
2: we have uh, we've got
5: water and we have we have lining kugels.
7: I'm thinking mojitos.
4: <laughs>
5: we <laughs> have water and lining. Grab some Jack's donuts on your way to Jeremiah's house in the morning. They won't even be open at three thirty. You'll in the have morning. to get them on Saturday. Get them night. get them Saturday night.
7: Mike doesn't do day old, old donuts, man. Well, I mean, it's so early. It'll be it'll uh, yeah, be twelve hour donuts.
5: Yeah, what time do they close? It's like they'll be. Yeah, yeah honestly, even a day old Jack's donuts like a half day old, still a pretty good donut. i somebody I've get them. I've eaten them where
3: they're rock hard in the box, but then you put them in the microwave for twelve seconds. Just put them upon the dash and they of the soften car for a while. pretty
2: well.
5: We can. There's options. So listen, Dakota, Lee knows what he's Dakota, doing. Dakota has a system
3: down. <laughs> it's exactly twelve seconds. If you go, t- if you go
5: longer than that, then the frosting starts melting. There was some guy around the mini decked out in Jack's
7: Donuts stuff. Was I don't think it was Lee Markham or Dave Davis.
5: No. no, it wasn't. No. no, it wasn't Lee or Davis. He said it was probably the guy that owns the caramel store. I was like, well, that's not funny for me to have to look at donut <laughs> advertising. <laughs> and I think I was a half mile into the run, so stepping.
2: Oh yeah, turn. that sucks.
5: The, uh, the basically the way that our
2: tailgate will go is we'll get there about seven. We'll set up. We'll hang out. We'll be pretty chill. Some Hold folks on. will go. We're, we'll get there at seven. Yeah, the gates open at six a.m. when the when the bombs go off.
4: Okay. Now hold on, let me do math here. I gotta <laughs> get up at three thirty to get to Indy by six. You gotta hide in a sketchy You've neighborhood. Gotta get, wait for you the gates
7: have to open. no idea what you're getting. Ready you will get, get
2: in line on Sixteenth Street or somewhere very close, <laughs> and uh, I will pass hopefully, you. Hope, hopefully, not. <laughs> hopefully
5: not in front of a Taco Bell.
7: I will pass you with the parade way and and traffic. Traffic
2: will be in. stopped on the road, and traffic will not move until. The bomb goes off, and they start letting people in at 6. And Mike, we will be into our spot Can I ride by in seven. with you?
7: Man, if you want to meet me out there in the corner of the Coke lot, I'll pick you up on the way in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Screw your waiting,
7: Jeremiah.
2: <laughs> hey, man. I got, I got first-class tickets. <laughs> listen, I could, I could use the seat for cargo. That's more room for beer. So if you got to ride with Mike, go for it. I don't know if he'll take for you some home. reason.
7: For some reason, I didn't get an infield parking pass this year, so... Your spot will be all my gear that I don't have to carry in.
2: <laughs> a, we'll is, have a mannequin dressed like Mike in his fire suit here. sitting there.
3: Is co-host Chase going this year?
2: Co-host Chase is not. He is uh, in. He's having a, a guy's retreat in Georgia, I believe. Or he would be.
5: That's un-American. Do people, I have ever, a, do people ever fall asleep waiting in line to get in the track? You ever pass cars that just aren't moving? Yeah, you just have to honk at them, wake them up. We we go into camp on Thursday, people camp on, like they park on Georgetown at who knows what hour, and then it's super funny when they lose their spot in line because nobody's going to wake them up and people (laughs) are just driving around them because they've gone back into their motor. There's always one Mensa guy
7: that shows up and you know the guy I'm talking about, the Mensa guy, but he shows up and he has like an eighth of a tank of gas and leaves (laughs) the car running and runs out of gas. And now 300,000 screaming people are trying to get him the hell out of the way so that they can get into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it tests the equipment of the fans too. You'll
5: have cars overheat. Uh, things happen. It, yeah. it, it, it's an exciting,
2: it's you, an exciting morning.
5: Almost everybody has a system. You figure out like nobody is like, well, I get in the car and then I go in there and I see what's going on. And it's like, no, like, we always we went down the same. We came go off on at the 38th Street exit, and the first thing you got off the exit, you turn left, you go through the thing, and you get up on 34th, turn on Falcon Drive. Falcon Drive <laughs> takes you to 30th Street. Wait there until the bomb goes off, and then you get in line on 30th Street because depending on where you're at, they won't let you wait in line on the road. They don't want you to block the road. And you get in there, and you jump into the North 40 for us, and we always fix the same breakfast, eggs and little smokies.
7: Where are you going to be? Mm, I'm going to
5: be asleep in my camper about a 100 yards outside
2: to well the you
7: floor. need to text me when the eggs and little smokies are in
2: i'm with mike the problem is is mike well, you can come in and out probably with your credentials yeah, you, you don't have to worry yeah, that's probably i'm outside the gate so. mike is out until you get in so, so, you, so once you're in you've got it you got to pay 40 bucks to get back in you this can't this is
7: terrible <laughs> mike, I mean, you guys got a you,
5: you got a new camper this year
3: though you got you got another
5: bed for chris uh, off the sea because I my brother and his girlfriend are coming, and then my mom usually crashes. She watches, how do you my, feel about sleeping on the my roof? My kids, yeah,
7: you, you can sleep with you the bring kids.
5: something. You bring we'll, we can throw you under a canopy right. or something. You can tell
3: Jared that I got a tent for
5: him. Jared has his own camper too, but he <laughs> just can, he can get a camping spot this time. But yeah, yeah, new camper. World, I so. have a
3: one man tent.
5: Chris, I wouldn't Just, say I did have a bed, but, <laughs> but I got, I got That's a new camper. For him. I got a new camper to have two beds for my kids. So I didn't have to fold things down. If you have a camper you have to fold everything yeah. down and make beds out of it. And then my two boys share the same bunk. So they don't <laughs> even sleep. It. And one of them took a nap face down on the ground in front of a bunk on our first trip out. I'm like, I'm glad I, I bought an extra, a bigger camper so you could sleep on the floor or share a bunk.
7: But, so in the eighties and early nineties, they would have 600 photographers show up. And half of them would not be in before the race started because traffic and congestion and large amounts of beer and all sorts of, of different things. So I actually was required to be inside the track by 2 a.m. So wow. we'd leave Newcastle at midnight and I'd go in and they'd wave you right on through and you'd park behind the grandstands there and turn four. So when the bomb would go off.
2: You're halfway through your night. which is halfway amazing, through by my the day.
7: Way. You know but 2 3 hours prior to the bomb going off i would be on the inside of the track looking at all the drunks through the fence on Georgetown road and i would take more pictures of them <laughs> than i would of the race cars you know and then when the bomb goes off you'd go to the highest place you could get which in turn 4 was the the interior grandstands there and there would be guys flying through the infield. and Back then, before the road course was there, there were big potholes and everything. There's a guy that's coming flying through in a hearse with urinal strapped to the side of it and screaming, go, you know, and they're all going crazy and people falling out of cars and getting <laughs> run over by cars. <laughs> they're trying to get their spot. They're trying to get their spot. You show up at 2 a.m. Georgetown who's even done partying at 2 No, 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 no. So those guys never would see a car run. They would be passed out and laying in the grass and everything before a car ever ran. So that's the thing. Is I wanted to say is that not everybody has a seat. No,
2: there's a thirty or forty thousand people that have no idea what a car looks like. No, they they'll they'll stand up and they'll they'll watch Kelly Clarkson sing the national anthem on the screen and be all American about it.
7: Aren't those pretty balloons?
2: And then they'll watch the balloons and uh, Jim, old Jim's going to sing the the uh, Back Home Again in Indiana song, and then they'll go.
5: They'll be gone. They won't know after that. Yeah, it's over. My aunt and Uncle Camp there one year, and a guy just blasted music all night long, and he kept asking, "You want to go all night long? Give me a stop." And nobody would say anything. He just kept playing, and then eight o'clock in the morning rolled around, and he packed up and went home.
7: <laughs>
1: Never said <laughs> yeah. <seen that> right.
5: <laughs> he had no intention of going to the race.
7: <laughs> That's awesome.
5: He was just there for the party. Yeah, he was co- coke lot party time.
7: So
2: here's the 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 central question I have, I guess, is you know we've got this. Memorial Day holiday seems to me to be the most tradition laden holiday of anything. It's not, you don't have to go to mom and dad's house or you don't have, it's not Christmas or Thanksgiving. You, it's like the holiday you get to enjoy or you do what you're going to do, whether you go camping or you go, you you go fishing or you're going to go golfing or you're going to have a book cookout at mom and dad's house or whatever it is, or you go to the race. The track has gone above and beyond trying to bring back the snake pit and find ways to get people when they're 18, 19, 20 years old to a come A much to the track. more
7: sophisticated snake pit, but yes.
5: Well, the new snake the EDM snake pit. San, yes. It's a sanctioned. It's like we have <laughs> like we have a broad street cruise now. It's not the same as the old broad street cruise. It's an authorized The snake pit organized. is the Turn 3 infield crowd. Yes.
2: That's the snake pit. The old Turn 1 snake pit is that that area with the hooligans in there, but the snake pit sanction deal is the the concert that they have, but that's designed to get people to come when they're 18, 19, 20 years old. And then when they're 27 and they go, I don't really need to do this anymore. Then they're like, well, maybe you ought to buy a seat and turn four and that's go what, watch. And race. this
5: thing Connor out there, Connor usually stops by the stink pit sometime race morning. Cause he's in, he's hangs out with dead mouse and some of those <laughs> other guys. And so he'll stop buying his driving suit and, you know, holler at and try and get people and like, Hey, look, that's a race car driver. So then they have a guy to identify with, to hopefully buy an actual ticket.
7: And, you know, Doug year. Bowles has done a really nice job with all that and, you know, the Legends Day concert and stuff. It's become an entire weekend of racing. I mean, you know, tomorrow's the barbecue, Thursday night's the Hall of Fame dinner, which uh, Blake and I are going to for the old-timers or whatever, but but uh, they're inducting Dan Weldon, who... And uh, Bob Lamey, or not Bob <laughs> Bob Jenkins, Bob Jenkins, Bob Jenkins. Bob. bitching Bob, Bob Jenkins
2: from Liberty, Indiana.
7: Yep, yep. Oh, They're good wow. But but Dan Weldon's going to get. I'm sure Susie and the boys will be there. It's going to be a really nice dinner. Um, very expensive dinner. They make you pay. Uh like yeah, I have to pay. That's the only thing during the month I pay for.
3: No, that's not bad though. No,
5: it's not. Doug's great. a great guy though. During the oval test, he showed up with a. Trunk full of cookies and beer. He went to Kroger and brought a, brought a bunch of cookies. He's <laughs> in yeah. a case of beer and hand out cookies to the fans on the mound.
7: Yeah, it, I mean it's a great thing. Then Saturday you have the parade, you have the full field autograph session, you have the concert that night, which is Zach Brown band, which is going to be epic. have like a Journey
2: and uh, some and and no, uh, Foreigners or, or I'm sorry, Foreigner and. I
5: made the same mistake. Cool and the gang. gang yeah. Thought, are, are Journey be must have been last. Journey was a couple yeah. years ago. No, it,
2: Journey was like three years, you know, three years ago. I can't yeah, Last no, year was Bare Ladies. One of them was no, Bob two, Seger. One two two years Bob ago was Bare
7: Ladies. Never it's, Bob Seger. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Yeah.
2: Uh, if Bob too.
7: Seger would have been there, I'd have been on the front row.
5: Jeremiah <laughs> <Look, laughs> so can look it up. He was in the last year or We can hear the concert
7: from a camper. So. Eddie Money, but not Bob Seger.
5: But they do. Yeah, they had Sammy Hagar. And then Doug also embraces the whole Memorial Day tradition of things. Um, The military. You want 300,000 people in one spot. That's one thing. 300,000 people being silent for the playing of taps actually happens. People take their hats off. People pay attention. Um, Even for the mini, they have like a gold star mile on the back stretch of the track and it's just pictures of fallen soldiers for the entire back straightaway. And some of the families are there. Um, So he takes that part very seriously. I saw him on... Saturday, and he was. They had a bunch of active duty military from all different services, they're all in full uniform.
7: He was and shaking every one of them, saying
5: and he was taking them and having their pictures taken with the Borg Warner trophy and um, giving them like private tours around the pit lane and stuff. So he's very, he's real, he understands that like this isn't a holiday that the 500 owns, it's a holiday that they use. And there's a big presence with the military with Armed Forces Qualifications Weekend because it's Armed Forces Day Saturday. So
2: so there's a guy named David Lindquist uh, from the Indianapolis Star who uh, who wrote a story about the concerts that they do at Carb Day and saying, hey, we've just about run the... Uh, classic rock? R- yeah, run, run through the classic rock genre. Steve and, and Miller's there do. like
7: every other year. Steve
2: all right, and that's... I'm working. They, they kind of covered all of the... Uh, <laughs> they, they covered the whole list of everybody that they've had there. And basically what the track has said is they want it to be a sing-along, right? We know it's going to be a drunk fest. We know Friday is going to be 100,000 people. 50,000 of them are going to stand there and watch the concert that you get for for being there. And we want you to just know the song. So this guy, um, the music critic basically said, "Is it's run its course. You need to bring in some different uh, different acts. And I'm desperately trying to see... To find this, and the Indy Star is completely unmanageable here
5: right now. I'm going to click on the sports page and see if this pops up. Judging by the crowds they're getting at Carb Day, I don't think it's run its course. I don't carb either. Day has gotten – I mean, I've been camp camping at this race for about 10 or 12 years now, and the races definitely come back. When I first started, you could get a camp spot in my lot real easy. You could find tickets real easy, and Carb Day is incredible now. Like It's a massive – it's a massive humanity – and it's not the race. It's because they're all in the infield and they're running around at the Pretty, concert. The vast majority of people that I know and work with that go to the race go to Carb Day. Yeah. It's a huge... And, and he's right. It's a sing-along. It's like, you know, Journey's there. You're going to hear Don't Stop Believing. You're going to hear... Like, I can sit there and listen hey, to Hey, we're going to hear
7: Cold as Ice Friday.
5: And you'll hear cold, all the that one? hits.
7: Here's Cold as Ice. Yes.
5: When so I yeah, it's. to
3: sack. I and if nothing love. else
5: I hope it's the, maybe the kids the kids today didn't <laughs> Doubt. grow up with I'm that gonna music going to have to get the Sado <laughs> yeah. out here with, didn't grow up with that music as their music but it's their but parents' music and they were listening their parents like my parents were were listening to Bob and Tom and Q95 growing up so that may not be my music but I know all that music and I grew up mm-hmm. with it being played when I before I had my own radio to control so so yeah it's there's something about those
3: songs will always be around. Yes. They will, no one in 20 years is going to be listening to Congratulations by Post Malone.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, like, that music, I'm really that surprised music,
7: somebody does now.
5: That, yeah, <laughs> that music is going to fade to obscurity and like classic rock just kind of maintains its position and like, yeah, it's just not really getting a catalog that's being added to but Q95 still does pretty well playing the same music they've been playing for 25 years. Exactly. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So I,
2: I I almost feel like this article is, maybe this is just Dave trying to get talked about, uh, but he equivalent, he equated foreigner to the, uh, the 1970s version of Nickelback (laughs) and said, uh, Mm -hmm. they were in 1978. They called them the world's dullest rock group.
7: Um, they sold a hell of a lot of records.
5: Yeah, I, yeah, it's... It, I mean, so did Nickelback. Yeah, I do, mean, there's get, like... I know, like, listen to Bob Tom, Tom Griswold's big argument with Nickelback. He's like, people only hate Nickelback because it was cool to hate Nickelback. Like, they didn't yeah. actually hate them. No. It just became the thing to do, and it was a funny joke about so, get your Nickelback. So I just wanted like, to
4: say, two years ago, I had Nickelback concert tickets.
5: I was going to go. I was in the parking lot, and they
2: canceled due to rain. It got flooded out. I remember that. All right, so... uh the, this is the list of bands that have played. We
3: all just want to be big rock stars.
2: Uh, twenty nineteen <laughs> is Foreigner and Cool in the Gang. So, there, but literally, if you buy a bronze badge, you can go to this concert for free. If you go buy a Carb day ticket, it's like thirty bucks. You can go listen to these bands. So, twenty nineteen, it was Foreigner and Cool in the Gang. That's that's this year. Last year was Train and Blues Traveler. Uh, who doesn't like Blues Traveler? I love Blues Traveler. I I I wound up leaving early because new phone. Who dis? There was a. The guy I went with uh had a kid at Noblesville School and it was a really bad day for Noblesville Schools last year. So my day was kind of uh it fell apart. But uh 2017 Steve Miller Band and Bare Naked Ladies, I actually attended that. Love Bare Naked Ladies, seen them live three times. 2016 was Journey. Uh 2015 Jane's Addiction 38
7: Special. Jane's Addiction, Mm. the lead singer, walked by me and I was like, I could figure out, why is this guy wearing eye makeup? (laughs) I had no idea who it was. My daughter was horrified that I didn't know who Jane's Addiction was. Uh, Sammy
2: Hagar uh, did 2014. Poison, 2013. Skinner, 2012. Uh, 2011, I remember making fun of this one a lot. It was Stained and Papa Roach. Uh, That was not for me. I can see why you'd make fun of that lineup. Uh, 2010 was ZZ Top. (laughs) 2009, Three Doors Down. 08 was Stone Temple Pilots, Kid Rock played it in 2007. 06 uh, was B52s God, and Third Eye Blind, Rock. and
5: 05 uh, was the Black Crows. Th- this guy,
2: basically no Bob
7: Seger there okay, for a the while. I think I mixed yeah. up with
5: the Steve Miller Band. I'll tell you what, we're about five or ten years away from being Nickelback. Nickelback will be the card <laughs> Day concert. <eventually. laughs> He's saying, yeah. I hope. he? I hope you don't have to I wheel Nickelback with Warner. <laughs>
2: he <laughs> said, you need to bring in Muse. Yeah, was whatever. It's not a along. it's not a sing along band. I don't though. even know who that is. Uh Weezer. I, okay, so if they brought Weezer, Weezer in, I'd be, be pretty cool. Awesome. Weezer would be cool. Black Keys, he black black suggested would be awesome too. I would go for Black Keys and I would go for Green Day. Green Day's on there too. Green Day's got Green Day's got some songs that everybody knows. Smashing Pumpkins. He
7: says Smashing yeah. Pumpkins, maybe you need Well that's Kenny Aronoff. That's a local guy. I
3: mean Um How young is this fellow that wrote this? Cage the Elephant. I
7: I bet he's closer to your age than he is mine. I'll tell you that. I'm liking this guy's
2: taste in music. (laughs) We could probably be friends. That was John (laughs) Cougar Mellencamp, not them Carb Day. Well, that was the other one he suggested, but he (laughs) he basically said in his article that Mellencamp does not want to be overshadowed by drunk fans. uh, He doesn't want to do a sing-along and do a party. He doesn't want to have to compete with the attention uh, of the audience.
3: Have have you ever seen the uh, the TV show that used to be on IFC called Documentary Now? No, and it it is basically it's it's fake documentaries, but it's presented by Helen Mirren, and oh. <laughs> and there was one called Gentle and Soft about a fake seventies uh, rock band, and called the Blue Jean
2: Committee. Cousin Rick made me watch this.
3: Yeah, it's it's hilarious and. Uh, one of the guys is filthy rich because he owned all the rights to the band, and then the other guy works in a sausage packing factory in Chicago. <laughs> John Mellencamp is the guy that's filthy rich and lives in L.A. <laughs> like and it. is and is super uptight.
4: Now I have a question for this Indy five hundred American event. Yes, sir. What is the proper attire?
5: Jorts and a cutoff T-shirt. You're shitting America? <laughs> no. no I'll, I'll, I think. Think about what Pat McAfee would wear on the 4th of July, and you'll almost be there.
4: I can't get, I, I can't get away with that. I can't like, get
5: away with that. Like, Star Spangled Banner, tank top, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Jorts, like, nailed it. And then, like, if, you can, find some, if you can find some, like, Star Spangled Banner Chuck Taylors or cowboy boots or something. then you, I
3: got cowboy boots, jorts, and tank tops <laughs> that you can borrow.
4: I'm
1: why
2: and would you go to Hold on, hold head. on, and
3: Dakota. Dakota. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And a twenty-inch brimmed straw
4: hat, <laughs> Dakota. I, I thought you had a red, white, and blue Amer- uh, cowboy hat. I feel like I uh, do. Yeah, Tad I,
3: Western gave me that. I know we are not.
4: Uh, we are not the same size.
5: <laughs> you know what? That would make it better. Oh, yeah. That would make the, it more appropriate. These
3: these jorts <laughs> are a little bit big on me. They're a size thirty-four.
5: The, the, yeah,
7: that's about my size. So my again. almost yeah. my almost twenty year old daughter from Butler University says, "Dad, I can pick you out of a crowd of three hundred thousand people. You're the one with your t shirt tucked into your blue jeans." <laughs> I'm like, what, "What? the hell's wrong with that?"
5: That's, that's I literally have do. shots I've taken of taken the people at the track and just hashtag track fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's those people that obviously don't care, and then there's uh, typically women that go and they're dressed in like those cl- like huge clunky heels. And like, like
3: the early two thousands
7: platform flip flops Yeah,
5: they're dressed because they're trying to pick up a driver. <laughs> like they're there. I'm like I'm like, you're not wearing an outfit that tells you have to walk like a mile and a half. Yeah, today. there's
7: there's nothing like pit lizards. There just isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily pit I'm lizards. single. <laughs> well, Pippa's married. She's the only one. That in means the race.
3: that you need to get one of Mike's flame suits and pretend <laughs> you're a driver to, and pick up a pit lizard.
7: Dude, I probably have one that'll fit you. You want to wear a fire suit on race day?
5: <laughs> I you know, may die. I, I know a guy who used to walk around. He had a bronze badge and he would go walk around practice days. And he would, on qualifications too, he'd walk around the garage area dressed up as you've ever watched Top Gear, the Stig, <laughs> in all white, <laughs> just a blank, white, helmet, white yeah. fire suit with a white helmet with a tinted visor. And he would just walk around qualifications day, like as a joke, the Stig's supposed to be this mystery driver. Like, I'm waiting for a ride if somebody wants a real driver. I bet they would, he took pictures of oh them, drivers yes, and everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, he's a, great guy but yeah he did that for a couple of years you're like oh it's gonna be bump day Stig's time, here time for the Stig to show up and he would that's show up a, and just, that's brilliant and he wouldn't talk you never saw him take his helmet off and whenever you saw him later he had shown in the day, up the year Felipe
2: Joe phone he was in the <laughs> it was in the was in the baby store he could have started the indy 500 for Foyt.
5: yeah he's a, he's the kids a, he's a legit carter like if you go to fast times or sarah fisher he's usually got the fast time on the board all right
2: i think we're all convinced that you have to attend the race Uh, Dakota, you, you, I'm not going to tell
7: Dakota he needs to go because he's stiff to slash. Uh, It's
2: true. (laughs) And I, it's a,
5: it's a personal affront to the, all of the listeners who, uh, even if you don't like racing, it's not called the greatest race in the world. It's called the greatest spectacle spectacle. in racing. And that's top to bottom. It's all kinds of stuff that goes on. They even tell the drivers, the rookies, you know, you've been driving around this track for two weeks, but you're not going to understand what it's like till you're here on race day and you come around turn four and there's no, grandstands it's people because the grandstands have been empty all month and now they're full and you have to and they said the track visually narrows up and then the back they see you came and see because all the dust being kicked up when they start the three wide
7: and there is up. a guy that looks like joe dirt and he will be standing right next to a guy in a four thousand dollar pair of shoes it's the only place in the world. Yeah, you th- can that's see the interesting life. thing
5: about the Coke lot. And you know, like when friends go out to Coke lot and people think, oh, this is a poor person's place to camp. And it's like, wait, there's a motorhome right there. That's got a 70-inch TV under the motorhome. And he's got <laughs> he's got four 48-inch Weber kettle grills going. He's camped here because he wants to be here, not because he's too poor to get a better spot. I'll it, probably go one of these days. But
4: I got a spare ticket.
3: <laughs> Sunday is not
5: the day. We're going to shame you. You got a That's little bit. Okay. You got a little bit lucky last year. You missed being at the hottest five hundred on record. Yeah, on I would. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't. I was like. I think I thought about you one point during the day when I was like. I didn't take any like any soft drinks except like water and power rate up to the stands because I'm like, this is gonna be awful. But All
2: right, Dakota, you need to start familiarizing yourself with this uh, with this screen here because it's Memorial a, Day sale one dollar for three. Oh. <laughs> it's it is. It, yeah, apparently you don't have an Indie Star <laughs> logged in account on there. Uh, it's time. It is time. By the way, the front row is car twenty two, twenty one, and twenty. Good good year to have a the the low twenties is your numbers. Uh and a Chevrolet. Yeah. Chevy That was the best analysis you've had the entire night, by I, the way. I am
7: so proud of you. Wow. <laughs> he
2: read that right there. Yeah. What's the other engine? Do you know? Chevy and what? Honda. Honda. Really? I knew that from last year
5: dang. They're trying to get a third engine. Sometimes they're, they're, they're real close to Porsche and maybe the wind is still open, but they didn't quite get it down. Yeah, yeah,
7: and if it is a Porsche, it's probably going to be a Cosworth.
5: They need it to be. I don't care what it is. Cosworth reportedly has an engine waiting. He just yeah. wants somebody. They need to add some hybrid to it, get some yeah. people on board. What they,
2: uh, this is totally, this is for Zach and I, but the, they need to have a hybrid push to pass. They talked about having the boost or whatever. So a, you have a button you press and you literally get, hey, an extra 60 horsepower for 120 seconds if they went out and said that's electronic boost instead of just giving you more power, if it's a battery-operated or some sort of electronic hybrid, that's when you get the other manufacturers to come in. Yeah, And then Volkswagen or Porsche or Alfa Romeo or Ferrari or somebody comes in. Tesla manufactures the
3: batteries.
5: Yeah, that'd be a good way to get them in there on that. Because yeah there are just a full electric series. But yeah, they need to do some kind of hybrid. it doesn't need to be, they're worried about money. They're always worried about money, but just. I bet Elon you can would do, be all about that. And then when he's an indie, we would have him here. And you know, he'll tweet about it. He'll tweet oh, about yeah. whatever he can tweet about without the SEC telling him. He's already got uh, the world's fastest car.
2: It's floating through space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, we are going to do race predictions. Dakota and Chris, we're going to put you at the end because you got to Google and figure out what the hell the names of the drivers nope, are. I've got some. But I want a winner from each of you that is a stud, like it's not a surprise. And then I want, okay, here's your, this is, this guy may not win, but hey, I want you to watch for this one. This is your, this is your underdog kind of a deal. We'll hold you accountable if he doesn't win, but all right. Yeah. It's, it happened. So we'll start with Mike. And somebody, somebody better be scribing somewhere. We got to, we got to hold people accountable next week.
4: I think we should do a friendly wager.
2: Sarah's lo- friendly wager, huh? Yes. What's now, five dollars? Now, what happened? No, poor. No, not doing it. What happened? Dakota, how, how's this? How would this work? This is very difficult. What do you mean?
7: If you well, want it, you could get a twenty-four inch hat instead of a exactly <laughs> instead of the twenty. What happens? You get four upranches. inches.
2: It's a big deal. Zach is over here scribing so he's got it I'm covered. Scribing, yeah. what, right what happens if, if two people pick the same driver? Do we split the five dollars? What happens? Well I don't think you should be able to pick. Well what happens if I'm picking last because I'm the host? Now, well, are you now do, all the good guys are gone. You That's wanting, your
5: sacrifice. Are you saying one prime pick and a one dark horse? Yeah I want a prime so pick and a dark best, horse. If, it's, if you have two then the dark horse, the p- finishing position for the dark horse breaks
7: That is fair.
2: That That is
5: a reasonable solution. Booyah. You're
4: are we all in for five? I got
3: mine. I got my predictions. All right.
2: We're in for five. Mike, so why do I, I get to go
3: first because I'm first the oldest?
2: Pick because you're you're okay. you're the old timer. Because you're in the seat that normally gets to Respect go first. Your elders. You, you won the lottery.
7: Well, I'm not going to go with favorites. Oh, not at all. No. I'm going Ben Handley. With not a chance. <laughs> I'm going with a carpenter car, but it's not Carpenter. Is it an Ed?
2: Yeah, it is
7: ed jones ed
2: jones finished third or second third third place two years ago three I'm years ago with Coyne? ed yeah, jones he got
5: yeah two and years I'll
2: ago and i'll tell
7: you why he's been under the radar the whole entire time just goes out and mashes it in the weather tech chevy and he is absolutely flawless through turn four
5: dakota where do you think ed jones is from <laughs> I have no idea. He's from Dubai. (laughs) It's a very American name. And then we have Joseph, J-O-S-E-F, Newgarden. He's Mm -hmm. from Tennessee.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's just because they didn't know how to spell Joseph. (laughs)
7: That's right. That could very well be. So that is my... That's your favorite.
2: Ed Jones is your favorite. He's starting on the front row. Absolutely. Yeah.
7: Okay. All right. Your dark horse? My dark horse. I'm going with... The 19-year-old Colton. You're going to
2: take Colton. The guy that's already won an Indy 500. That's or, more of a gray, gray horse than a dark horse.
5: But
7: yeah. I'm All going right. with Colton. All right. Colton will probably hear this podcast and know that McCown's rooting for he him. Would have a, he side. would
5: have a... Imagine if his dad was calling his
2: race. If Colton makes it to this part of the podcast, I'm a Colton Hurt a fan for life.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, was, what was that glove he wore for his, for his
2: qualification picture? It was picture? The, uh, the Avengers whatever the hell that... Infinity that, Gauntlet. That, yeah, that kid movie. He and, uh, he, he, and, you, he and Steinbrenner were playing with it. I
7: thought he just spray painted an Incredible Hulk one. I didn't know what it was.
2: All right, Guffy. All right. So I'm going
4: with Joseph Newgarden. Ah, man. That was my pick,
1: too. Dude.
4: <laughs> Way to go out on a limb, Guff. Hey, hey. And then my dark horse is going to be Marcus Erickson. All right, that's, uh, that
2: that's is a really good Marcus thing. did a really good That's fair.
5: He qualified very well for being a rookie, and he'd never run an oval now, before.
2: Now, show your work, Guffy. Tell me why.
4: Joseph Newgarden sounded really cool. Okay. And so did Marcus Erickson. All right. That's it. So it's Marcus's first year. And actually, I looked him up, and... Uh,
5: Marcus is like forty to one. You you picked the palest pair possible, like the most Scandinavian (laughs) pair possible.
7: I look back. Is he a ginger? What's
2: going on back here? I fit in perfectly. All right, Zach, give me give me your winner, your favorite.
5: Oh, I'm going to go with that Carpenter uh, for the, and then dark horse. I don't know if it's much of a dark horse. I'll go with uh, Marco Andretti.
7: Well, That's my good, God it's not a dark one. That's not more. Well, okay. Oh, well, we okay. It deeper. probably is if you've seen his last couple seasons. Yeah, well,
5: he's due he's, at Indy at some in point. That's injury. not. Okay. I'll, I'll.
2: I, we reject And that.
7: he has Brian Hurdle on his stand. Yes. That's a very good pick.
5: It would be the sentimental favorite. Um, I love Marco. <laughs> I'll. You go. Why don't you guys go ahead and I'll think of another dark horse. I uh, run through the field. My
3: my predictions are willpower because Bet O'Clock has him at seven to one odds to win. Defending defending winner. Defending champion. Yep. yep. Okay. And then my dark horse would be Connor Daly because he's just pretty cool. If Connor wins,
5: that would be amazing. He's a funny funny guy. It would be. I a, yeah. know He is. That's why he's
2: my right. dark.
7: That horse. will change I like Indianapolis.
5: It'll be a big deal. All right. So Ed's off
2: the board. W- DJ Willie P's
7: off the board. Uh,
2: Joseph Newgarden's off the board. Simon Pagano is still up there. The pole sitter. You just unplugged my headphones.
5: Ironically, in. ironically, that morning that he won the pole, I walked into the track and he had his dog Norman out walking his dog. <laughs> so his dog could go to the bathroom at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, and later that day he's on the pole. I will take Simon and my dark horse.
2: Uh, give me tony Canon give me Kanon. he's he'll lead a lap i don't know if he'll win but t- t- tony will lead a lot i'll a take lap. sebastian Bourdais as a dark horse that's
7: fair sarah has fallen in Was love he-
2: with sebastian Bourdais this month by the way he's
5: fantastic
2: there he's is such no a nice way guy way
7: a panel of five people can go through here and no one said scott dixon well yeah we did <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, the Ganassi's have not been—they've not been great this. They've not been I mean,
2: anything particularly good this year.
7: But Scott Dixon could be in a golf cart and do well. Yeah, and he'll be—he'll probably be top,
5: seventh. He'll probably be top, you know, top ten, top five. If—if if it's an unusual day and there's a lot of it and there's some attrition, it, we don't know about their fuel issues. Honda doesn't seem to quite have the power. Maybe they can go a little longer between fuel stops and that'll help them out. If anybody can pull out a weird one, it'd be Scott Dixon, but you can't. He's not
7: a dark horse either. No, but I I I I can't believe no one. I took Ed Jones and Scott Dixon for (laughs) Christ's sakes. (laughs) What's that?
2: You you picked a part time winner, a part time guy to be your winner. Absolutely. That's uh all right. Well, you got the list, Zach. You want to read them back to us real quick and see? Okay,
5: so Mike's got Ed Jones with Ed Carpenter Scuderia Corsa as his primary, and then Colton Hurta with Steinbrenner, Harding Steinbrenner Racing. Jeremiah's got Simon Pagano who's going to try and sweep the month like his teammate did last see, year. That's
2: what happened. Is he? We'll He's mo- he won is, everything, he is motivated.
5: Now- if anybody watched, if you want to see some great racing, watch the last twenty laps of the Indianapolis Grand Prix and watch him put on a wet driving fun, clinic. Fun fact about Simon: We're always the same age. Simon, thirty-four. And then Tony Kannon, thirty-five, crowd favorite, two thousand thirteen winner. As your dark horse, Dakota's got Willpower, defending champion, and Connor Daly, which is a great dark horse pick. It'd be great to see him do pretty well. And then producer Guffey's got Joseph Newgarden and Marcus Erickson. New Garden's with Team Penske, and Marcus Erickson's with Aero Schmidt Peterson Motorsports. And then I've got Ed Carpenter and Sebastian Bourdais, Seabass. That's, uh, that's about
2: a third of the field. And and no
7: goal. one took Ben Hanley.
2: Nobody Gosh. took Ben Hanley. No, watch, him, watch him get like Knight or something <laughs> like that. Nobody took uh, Kyle Kaiser. So what happens What happens if nobody wins? I almost wins? picked
5: Kyle Kaiser because <laughs> I work with a guy whose last name is Kaiser. I'd make Kyle Kaiser. He's a super nice guy, but yeah, we'll see how they... I don't... Yeah, so they're... I bet they're massaging the car about, right
2: now. There's about eight guys that I don't think have any chance of winning.
7: Seven guys and a girl.
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> there are eight entrants that have no chance of Pippa winning. Pippa
3: her betting odds right now are five hundred to one. Who
2: are the? Who are the? Like, give me the eight longest odds. Because I, uh, if you've got that list, or, or maybe it's some that are just. The ben field. Hanley
7: has to be the longest.
2: Um, I yeah, I would say there's probably um, eight. Kyle or so. Kaiser and
3: Pippa Man are the two at the bottom at five hundred to one. Both Hanley's got better odds, or does he? Is he Ben just Hanley is three hundred to one. Well, that's a, that's a mistake. I've
4: got a 1,000 to 1 <laughs> on Hanley. That's, that's a very successful
3: really? team, not an Indy
2: car. What are you on?
4: Um, actionnetwork.com.
2: I'm on betoclock.com. I, for one, am happy that there are multiple lines on the Indy 500. This is a win for motorsports. Yep. What else you got, Dakota? What, who else is on there?
4: Oh, I just backed out
3: because I was going to so, look for his all right, website. We What's it? Marco? All right, I'm here. back on. I'm back on.
4: I got um, Hanley and, and Man at a 1,000 to 1. Um kaiser's 500 to one then you got uh jack harvey and santino ferrucci hey, santino ferrucci but, an american but, Actually, ferrucci. You know i was
5: gonna say yo here's another guest dakota where's santino ferrucci from <laughs> he's from connecticut <laughs> uh what what is harvey's odds Two hundred to
7: one. Well, that is worth twenty bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. Cause
5: he's he's with he's an Erichment Peterson Motorsports spinoff with Meyer you know, Shank Racing. Two hundred to one. And we just,
7: could all put twenty bucks together and get a hundred bucks, and we could fully fill your list. He's of coming everything off. You want for the he's coming <laughs> off a legit yeah, really.
5: podium at the Indianapolis Grand Prix. All right, let's. What other long shots
2: do we have? Because that's that's mm. like Vegas broke the line. I would not. That's not impossible.
5: What was that guy? Jack Harvey. He almost won last year. If they'd had another caution, yeah. he was right there in the mix. At He's the fourth
3: from the bottom on this list too. Yeah, that's a mistake.
4: Uh, then we've got <laughs> Charlie Kimball, James Davidson, Jordan King. Wait, what's
2: what's Charlie Char- Charlie's finished in Her- the top five before. They're he's all not- at a hundred to one. Yeah, hundred to
4: one.
7: Okay. James Davidson's hundred to one. Okay. Yep. Got- I bet he's five to David- one to hit the wall first. Yeah,
2: he's he should be longer. <laughs> <laughs> Did Davidson? I say that out loud? That's Sorry. Sorry, James.
6: Okay.
5: <laughs> he he qualified last year with a car that was literally like duct tape back together because he rested <laughs> so late on fast friday i think i can't believe they got him and charlie kimball together no way now ben when us. he was
2: he was the emergency last minute solution to sea bass Bordes crash and he was very competitive in in a good this is so silly in a really good dale coin car i the quote of the month to me i don't know if i shared it with you zach was um Ed Jones saying, I didn't know how good I had it in 2017 when I drove the Dale Coin Honda. And he was in a, in a Ganassi car last year. I... I
7: <sighs> no, I think the quote of the, the month of May so far is Colton Herta. Alonzo's on our track now.
2: That's fair too.
7: You know, this Here's is a 19-year-old kid that stands up to Alonzo.
2: You got more long shots? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs>
7: This uh, is this is, uh, this is from 1070,
3: the fan. These are the Tony Donahue lines. <laughs> um, And it's... Uh, their odds are set up really weird. What about... I'm not going to read these because I don't know what the numbers mean. What about <laughs> Oriole Serbia? Yeah, well, I, I like, bet
7: that's a long shot that could actually win.
5: He's very good as well. Oriole's good. I. 80, 80 to 1. 80 the only, to one? Yeah, the only yeah, thing to I'll one. say with that, and there's only bad thing for Marcus Erickson, is that... Uh, just does not seem to have a good grasp on Indy right now.
2: I'm concerned that it's going to be, you need to be a veteran driver that knows how to handle in a hot and hot. It's going to be slippery. You're going to have
7: to. That's what they said 30 seconds before Alexander Rossi won the Indianapolis 500.
2: Well, if it's, if it's clutch and coast, then Ben Hanley may win the damn race. But (laughs) I, although Rossi ran top 10 or 11 all day that day, but I, that would be the kind of deal where, yeah, if Let's if, see. if Serbia wins the race, it's because he ran 34 or 35 laps and won on fuel mileage. He was in the top 10 all day, and they played the strategy game, and they won that way. Tony Kanon had the 6-1 odds last year. Yeah, but he was in a no, – what are his he, odds he now? He
7: was in a Foyt. There's no, four no yeah, there's, yeah, but they qualified 10th like were. 11th. They were they really were all, good.
2: He was – Top 10 all day until Canon should not be six to one this year. Canon's probably 25. Canon is 20 to one. I could, I could do this. Yeah. They're struggling this year. They're not as good. I, I think he'll lead a lap, but I, uh, but that's
5: about it. We'll find out Friday because they practiced yesterday, but it was, well, really,
7: 60 find out Sunday. so what are, what 60, are the 40. guys? <laughs> yeah. But. What are the guys out of dryer and roll? Yeah.
2: The Reinhold. odds, the, you said you had specific uh, Hildebrand, Hildebrand out, yeah. Car- or Karam at Caram. 100 to 1. J.R. Hildebrand on your list, is he 100 to 1 as the well? The 100 to 1s? What's J.R. Hildebrand? Uh, ch- 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 he
4: should be higher than Karam. Uh, Hildebrand is 60 to 1. Yeah.
7: Junior What's Karam? 100 to 1. 101? Okay. That makes sense. Hildebrand made me a lot of money hitting the wall and turn 4 leading the race. <laughs> He's a super nice
5: guy. Yeah, he, you were know, talking about? You know talk about Maybe with the smartest guy in the paddock. He turned down an MIT scholarship to go racing. Absolutely. And now he, now he does work with NASA. He does work with McLaren. He's, you see him at, at Woking in their factory in England. He does um, some consulting work. He does some consulting work. at Stanford. And real big with STEM initiatives and stuff like that. Yeah, He turned down an MIT scholarship to go racing. He's a
7: huge baseball fan. My son always talks to him about baseball. And he goes, how about those Giants this year that's like not won a game all season? He's <laughs> a Bay Area
5: guy,
2: yeah. He goes,
7: thank God I still have Golden State. You know, so it's, it's pretty cool. Those guys have a lot of personality.
2: Very cool. All right. Well, this, uh, this has been fun. Dakota, I hope you've learned something. Always. Guffy, are you excited? Are you, are you, do you have, what's your one takeaway? You want, the one thing you want to come away with from the 8500 with, what's it going to be? A girlfriend.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No.
7: What's
5: funny about twenty bucks in
7: turn three, you might (laughs) be able
5: to find one at the five hundred.
1: Though twenty bucks,
7: you might find two. Your
5: your race day girlfriend might turn into a Monday morning boyfriend, though, because you got to keep your eye out there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you uh, if you want currency for turn three, buy a carton of cigarettes (laughs) and and bring them in with you. You'll make all kinds of friends. And
7: And
5: Keystone. And some fried chicken. Yeah.
7: Wings wings will always do it. All right. Guffy, I'm disappointed. I thought you'd say that you'd rather hang out with McCown than you would Jeremiah. That's your takeaway from the 500.
4: All I'm saying is technically I'm not hanging out with Jeremiah because I don't have seats next to Jeremiah. That's true. <laughs> so I'm in turn three so and you're in is, turn four right There is now. nothing stopping me from coming down there.
5: That was until Mike mentioned race car sliding at him under out of control <laughs> with fuel on board.
4: It sounds exciting.
2: So Mike's whereabouts in t-
7: turn four are you?
2: I have has, no clue. He has no idea. I think you're in J stand.
7: So are you on the inside or the outside? You'll be no outside. clue. Outside, <laughs> so you will get to wave at me. There are no seats on the You'll inside. You'll be waving to me.
2: There. Well, I mean, you could. There, the, the Tower Terrace pit road, I guess, would be. That, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's true. That's yeah. that's about the Dakota. If you're there.
5: not going to go, at least listen to it on the radio. Try. Uh, you're just going to be driving around in a golf cart doing a poker run, aren't you?
7: That's Saturday.
3: Oh. I'll, I'll be hungover Sunday. <laughs>
7: <laughs> a poker run on a golf cart where are you at the trailer park yes, yes. campground life. <laughs> I, used to Camp
5: my, I used to have my camper in a seasonal spot Okay, and golf cart life is life in those yeah. spots
2: yeah, it is. all right well very good we have uh we've run this one out pretty good we appreciate everybody listening uh final thoughts? we're going to work around the room here and do final thoughts real quick thank you for helping us producer guffy i'm i don't know how Chris I this is itching for something i don't He's know how i can host the show without I'm in. you i'm in this well, Chris is going to go He's next to last. Day I, am, I have you.
4: I just want you to know, Jeremiah. You called it a children's movie, but Turbo. No, Avengers: Endgame.
5: <laughs> Turbo is a great movie.
4: Broke the record domestically uh, with crazy amounts, like seven hundred. They they surpassed. That's your
7: parting shot. Hold on. He's defending it. They movie. surpassed
3: Avatar.
4: Yeah, domestically. And actually, the number one movie domestically is um, Star Wars: Force Awakened with nine hundred million. Almost. I thought
3: you just said that they that Endgame
4: they they surpassed Avatar one. domestically, but worldwide Avatar still wins. They're at two point seven billion.
2: So instead of recruiting, game. instead of recruiting people to help you with a Memorial Day parade on Monday, you are I'm wasting
4: it movie. on this because of you. <laughs> this is what you get, and you made All me right. sit here for two
7: and we hours. And can't figure out why he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs>
5: Did the inflation adjust those numbers? Because back in the day, you could go to the castle for a $1.25. No. Now it's like $18 to go to a movie. <laughs> so <I laughs> wonder Adjusted that. for
4: inflation, uh, the official record holder to go to the is Gone with the Wind, $1.82 billion. That was the only movie they made that year. So,
2: All right, Mike, did we forget anything? Everybody loves to see a dog die. You want to sell somebody a house?
7: Uh, you know, the Memorial Day Parade will have the F.C. Tucker guys out there, and it probably will not be Mike McCown.
2: See, this is the problem is it is tough to make that recovery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it for Guffey this year because I love the man, but uh, there's a 15% chance I don't come off the mat. <laughs> it's tough.
7: There are brand new bright yellow <laughs> FC Tucker shirts. And I probably won't be in one.
2: Uh, hey, do you want to announce your sponsorship of Juncos Racing and the uh the, the,
5: the yellow and I bet and Ricardo, and, Ricardo would take a fifty at this point. Just yeah. to, he needs more duct tape.
7: Yeah, the I, I may or Chevrolet. may not have called F C Tucker Corporate and said, Hey, I think we need to be on the side of a car, but I don't think they Newcastle was on a car one year. There was the City of Newcastle special
2: Newcastle for it was uh Joseph Newgarden, was it not? Yes it was. And, and the Sierra Fisher team.
7: Yes. Yep. Yeah. My thing is, is for a new guy that is actually going to show up to the race, not like Dakota told us he was and didn't, (laughs) I want you to come over and I want you to go under the grandstands in the main straightaway and you have to get fried rice from the lady in the vending tent. It is the best fried rice in the world. It is somewhere short of forty dollars, <laughs> but it's the best fried rice in the world, and that should be your takeaway for the Indianapolis 500. If you come find me,
4: I will buy you fried rice.
5: Wow, that's a forty dollars value. I'm finding Mike. This is the guy who says he hits the porta pot every five minutes <laughs> for a while. He watch out. Hey, that's
4: fine. I'm just going to sit at the porta pot and just wait on him to come.
5: Yeah. All right, you'll find me. The reason why he's in there. Final thoughts, Zach. What do we forget? What do we have to clean up? I don't know. Just when you're there, just look around and soak it up. It's an interesting event, and you'll never see anything quite like it in your life. And be thankful you got there after Florence is gone, because she was my <laughs> least favorite part of the My goal is my goal to get there after Florence, but before Jim Neighbors.
2: Florence <laughs> Henderson used to sing
5: America the Beautiful. Yeah, and it was not. My goal is to be stuck in security. The The,
2: the, the celebrities are off the charts this year for people that are coming to the race yeah matt damon's gonna be there it's matt damon I'm it's matt
7: damon christian, <laughs> christian bale
2: tom hanks uh we've got uh dale jr
5: Lace and Morse that's gonna be she's who else is gonna be there with tom Ke- hanks yeah yeah
2: yeah al roker's coming to town he's, he's gonna they're gonna broadcast live from the track on friday i think it's gonna be interesting so big big names nbc is going above and beyond yeah, Danica Patrick has been doing uh, doing color commentary. She's don't been forget, there all
5: month. It's on Channel Thirteen. Well, it's not going to be on Channel Thirteen live, but when it's on later in the day, it'll be on Channel Thirteen this year, not Channel Six. For the first time set ever. my DVR for ABC for, for, the son first, of a bitch. for the first time in history of being televised. Will Thirteen so, have
7: the the uh, awards banquet as well? No, really I hope really so.
5: Is. I hope so. If that's on, that's very really entertaining as well. It's it is. Very, you want to get to know some of the drivers and their personalities, like how weird Will Power is. Watch the <laughs> awards banquet because he just like went off the rails a bit last year. But it's good times, Dakota.
2: This is uh, where you apologize to the fans for not doing your job and following out the the things we do. Just tell everybody you're sorry for last year, and then for 2020 we'll make it all right. I will never apologize. We'll let you off the hook this I'm year. I'm not sorry. We'll bring you in twenty twenty.
3: <laughs> I need you to put it in your calendar. It's not going in my calendar.
2: I'll give me your phone. I'll put it in your calendar for you. It's okay. <laughs> you have a control of my laptop right now. I've got. Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very effective. Yeah.
3: Well, you know what? I I think it would be neat to go see, but I'd phew, be hard to walk away. Hit it from my own traditions.
2: That's the thing. Is it Memorial Day? Is the you, everybody has a tradition. I know. They do. We
3: had the tickets last year, and then we went down to the camper because we were going to be...
2: That was a mistake you made as you went down there. You well, needed We were to just, just going to go down Friday. Attending. So and
3: where it, is and this said like, camper? On Brookville Lake. Okay. Right. And, and we were like... We got down there Friday night and looked at Audrey, and I was like, we're not going, are we? And she's like, mm, unless you really want to. And I was like, mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's whenever I texted Chase and was like, you guys want my tickets? He said yes.
2: And Chase is going to go. He'll go again. All right. I my final thought. I want to give a shout out to uh, to your brother Jared. He got me started with another podcast,
5: Dinner with Racers, and most amazing podcast I and have. If you're a motorsports fan, it's pretty cool. Listen to and and even if you don't know who the drivers are that they're talking to, they're, it's they're got some great car guys personalities. They find the most interesting human beings. And I met those two guys, um, Jared and I. Drove up. We met him at Indy last year, and Sean Heckman and Ryan Eversley. One of them sounds exactly like James Hinchcliffe.
2: I have oh. not listened to the Hinchcliffe
5: episode yet, but one of them sounds ridiculously Hinchy. And uh,
7: yeah, <laughs> Ridiculously Everly. Hinchy.
5: Um, and then we drove up to Road America. We drove to Wisconsin just to see them do a live podcast, and they're fantastic. But if you want to hear some great stories from motorsports, from all different types of motorsports, it is a fantastic podcast. And it you will be binge, binge listening before you
1: know it.
2: Uh, it's what I've been doing. I've been going. I've, uh, Rick Mears, um, Robert Wickens. I've not done the Robert Wickens one Mario yet. Mario Andretti is a double. I did, uh,
5: Bobby Unser. I listened to Bobby Allison. Bobby Allison is a spectacular that was, one. That was great. Quote from Bobby Allison. Next thing I know, that guy is hitting my knuckles with his face. <laughs> 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 um, th- there's, there's, uh, Dr. Terry
2: Trammell. It was big? a f- fantastic interview. He is a surgeon who put people back together, basically. Uh, but he, he also he started as a photographer.
7: Yes. He also did a lot of the foot box construction and the engineering of trying to save these guys. Legs. I think
5: his, his first real his first real famous work was Rick Mears got his feet messed up in yeah. a wreck and they were going to fuse his ankles at this hospital. And he's like, uh, get me to Indy and Trammell fixed him up. And he drove after that and can walk and
7: Dismore too.
5: Yeah, he's he will fix people's orthopedic injuries that they don't nobody else thinks can be fixed.
2: Yeah. Back, they, they, they want to amputate, and he, he keeps them going. Yep.
7: Dakota, back in the day of film, your film would go to the darkroom and be processed, and they'd get it out on the AP wire or whatever. The second person that got to see your film was Dr. Terry Trammell because he wanted to make blow-ups of it and see how the car compacted against the wall and what parts came off and what parts stayed on. He and Dr. Oh, Olvie. Wow.
5: He and yeah. Dr. Olvey pretty much spearheaded yes. it's one modern of my favorite books. Uh, Steve Olvey's book. Yeah, is a um I can't remember. I've read it and it's they spearheaded what's now modern trackside safety for drivers in terms of IndyCar has its own group of medical people that travel with the series to every race. And that wasn't normal. It used to just be, well, we got Jim Bob from the local EMT station and he doesn't know what to do when somebody's hit a wall at 200 rapid Response is the, yeah. uh, is the name of that book, yes. but yeah, the Paul page episode was
2: fantastic. Uh, they did one with, with Joseph Newgarden. So if you were tweaked by him, go check that one out long form. Basically they just sit down and they, they have dinner with somebody and talk, talk through it all. Uh, really good. So anyway, give that, give that one a listen. That's, uh, my suggested podcast. And even if you're not a race fan necessarily. Great people story. Racing. So much of this is not the technology. You don't have to know a gearbox from an engine to, to understand this stuff. It's all, it's all about personalities. Um, and that's so much of the emotional connection with sports is not about, Hey, yeah, the Mets won five to two. No, it's because I like Bobby Benilla, right? Like that's, it's about the personalities and you, and you just follow it and, Indy car racing is a major league sport based right here in our community with connections that go so deep that, you know, there are guys that used to race cars in that race that were built in Henry County. Like you've got deep roots here. Um So it's cool. It's, it's 45 minutes down the road. It's worth it, worth your time. And, and, and when you start checking it out, you get into it and it builds year after year after year and you get hooked and it's about the, it, it, the speed's cool. Obviously it's phenomenal. Um,
7: the hair stands up on your arms at the start of the race but for you know, for
2: for a lot of us it's just the personalities and and the people that are involved and the um the, the that's the emotional connection you get to the event so you don't have to see a car no you don't <laughs> so anyway <laughs> check it out we'll see you all next week